This week on Retronauts, only 90s kids will understand this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retronauts. We're all full of giggles today, and uh, today's topic is Tiny Toon Adventures games. And uh, before I get started, I want to talk about who is here with me. Who's uh, let's go this way? Who's right over here? Uh, Henry Gilbert from Games Radar. Y'all know Henry, and who else do we have in the room? Uh, we have Chris Antisa from Laser Time. That no way includes Henry Gilbert. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> he never plugs me on this show. Wow. Okay, that's a lot wrong. of corporate masters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else do we have? It's a me, Jeremy. It's a him. And yes, so today we're going to be talking about Tiny Toon Adventures. And I have, to, I have to thank Chris for this because this was, this was something I wanted to do back in the one-up days of Retronauts. I didn't get a chance to. But then Chris made a really great video. that The man, I, the man at one-up was keeping you down. The man was stomping That's, on my face. Yeah, I, I sort of had to venture out and do my own thing for laser time. Murdoch was like, screw you, you are not talking about Tiny Toon. Well, that's yeah. like what I, what I have sort of made my thing at, at, at laser time is – no one is – not many people have given these licensed games, good or bad, like they're due or rediscover them beyond a simple stream. And, yeah, there's a bunch of information out there on Tiny Toons games. Um, and I, I personally – I went back – Yeah, you were on a couple of our laser times recently. I don't like nostalgia. Uh, you, for, you mean Bob. Bob, yes. Yeah. You don't like nostal- – I don't like nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. I like to go back and look at things I like to see if they're actually worth recommending to people. And it wasn't just the games. It was the Tiny Toons show. How, like – it's not embarrassing. Like it's it's the most of the stuff I liked from that era was embarrassing. Everything I liked as a kid was awful. Aren't you I, sad there was never a kissy fur video game? The kissy fur, doofit, droofus, <laughs> the popples, popples, uh, which I had. I like. I loved. I loved girl toys. I bought a ton of rainbow bright stuff. I mean were, that were popples Disney, Chris? I think you no. Know, what, what are the things? You know what they are of? now? Netflix bought them. Oh wow! Netflix has purchased popples. It's it's a crime that Capcom never made a gummy bears video game it, for any. Yes. Oh, that could have been great. It, it was. Uh, it came out. It was too soon for this world, <laughs> but not too late. Even though I don't work there anymore, but uh, but they should. Uh, but Tiny Toons. I think Brett had 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 we did it for a topic of laser time one time, but there's probably a year you became pop culture cognizant. Like all of a sudden you weren't just sat down you didn't just sit down and watch whatever Nickelodeon showed you. You actually had things that you liked and you disliked. And Tiny Toons, I think in talking to you, it was like it was pretty decent comedy. I love the Looney Tunes characters. They are not an embarrassing next gen version of the Looney Tunes characters. They're a nice progression. Except I didn't realize the Looney Tunes were all making fun of 1940s tropes. Right. All those great radio references that yeah. never get old. Uh, turn off those lights. Like, I didn't realize that's because they were afraid of Japan dropping bombs on people. Yeah. Like, I, did, I, did, I didn't know like, these things I kept referencing. But then all Tiny Clark Gable jokes. So things that are still relevant even yeah, today. Yeah, but well, Tiny Tunes at the time was like, like, my whole life was wrapped up in Batman and Ninja Turtles. And, like, that's what Tiny Tunes referenced. That's the world that they lived in. They were the Looney Tunes of my generation. I think they did a... A damn fine job. I mean, the, the multi-piece orchestra, the great writing, the the better than normal uh, daily animation. Am Sometimes I, I feel like yeah. peaks and valleys. Peaks yeah, and valleys, they man. they didn't get it all ironed out with this first uh, this first show. But uh, you you brought us right into like the background information about the show, Chris. And I can sorry, talk. I can sorry. talk a little. No, no, it's great. It's, yeah, it's you great. started way back in the 1940s. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it all started well with a little man named Jack Warner. <laughs> but I but I know from uh, we're all kind of big Looney Tunes fans proper, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, um, for and, sure. And just the idea that that 
shouldn't this have been embarrassing? Shouldn't making their kids their next of kin, their their predecessors, shouldn't it have been awful? I would the, say the only the only painful part was when Bugs Bunny would show up and say, "Oh, Schlotzka." <laughs> <laughs> I wow. thought those were terrible. I, I loved bugs. That was like that was like when Harry Potter or no, sorry. You know Henry it, Potter and Radar would call Hawkeye on Aftermath. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, thanks for calling Hawkeye. I'm, These are deep cuts. Or Mary yes. Tyler Moore would call Rhoda. Like, how's it going, Rhoda? Because of your Aftermath reference, I am no longer afraid of anything I <laughs> say. Thank God. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to talk a little bit about the Tiny Toons because it's possible Jeez. that you were born well after Tiny Toons aired. It still airs at 3 a.m. on the Hub Network. The Hub Network. I, I was wondering where, where it started. Or Discovery uh, or Family, it, whatever it's called and, now. Okay. I was wondering where it, ended up, where it ended up, but it started in 1990, mm-hmm. fall of 1990. It moved. It would move to Fox for its final year, and it ended production in 1992. And I like how you pointed this out in your video, Chris. Um, there were only 100 episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. It was only in production for like three years. Yeah. Just enough to get into syndication. Exactly. I mean, it was sold as a syndication, syndicated show to begin mm-hmm. with, then it moved to Fox. But that's that's such little content for like something I yeah. feel like went on for much longer. Well, I don't know. It, it ran in the same production cycle as Animaniacs. Yeah. And what ended up happening is I think the writers are just like pounded to create 100. Like the first season will be like 70 scripts are produced. But the writers also, like, in every season after that will be, like, six and seven and four episodes. So, like, not a single episode was actually written or conceived, I think, after, like, 91. Yeah, Like, right. the episodes went into production. I made the, I made that clever, like, asterisk-worthy distinction in the video that not a not – an episode has not been written since 1991. Right, right. And um, actually, uh, you probably know this, Chris, but DuckTales mm. kind of kicked off that, that yeah. thing where it's, like, DuckTales – Disney was, like, we're going to make 65 episodes, period, yes. of DuckTales. Yes. And that was insane. Took an insane amount of money and – and they wanted to have feature quality animation. It mm-hmm. wasn't quite feature quality, but it was like they raised the bar. And because of DuckTales and things before, like Ralph Bakshi's Mighty Mouse, mm-hmm. people wanted to make animation not just shitty toy commercials you, like you they can, were in the 80s. You only have to watch that that He-Man Heya video. Like that guy managed to create whatever he wanted out of the, the lack of animation, filmation, who were setting the standard for television they, a- animation at that point. They were they and Hanna-Barbera were essentially like <sighs> filming color forms moving I don't know, around. man. Like you talked about pop culture awareness. Mm-hmm. For me, that point, I think, actually happened when I realized the He-Man cartoon was garbage. Yes. And G.I. Joe was actually pretty good, relatively speaking. I'm keeping Japan out of this because, like, I don't know. This will have us debate all day. Because, like, I go back. I love Transformers as a kid. Go back and watch it now. Not only can I not stand it, I no, can't. No, no, G.I. Joe was a real American hero. They were. <laughs> well, G.I. Joe also had writers. Some of the comic writers, like Larry Hama, I know, worked on it. No. Like, didn't he? He didn't. No? Or really? He, no. Sure. All right, fine. <laughs> he was like, no, I want nothing to do with that. Wow. G. I. Oh, I remember my aunt would buy me G.I. Joe stuff every – but I don't know what it was. I wanted comedy toys or little girl action figures. That's what I, I somehow gravitated towards the well, more colorful. Well, there was Chuckles. Chuckles. Ch- what was his he was, was his the, trade? he was the DEA agent with the Hawaiian shirt. What? <laughs> he was the Maui Mallard of the G.I. Joe yeah. universe? Well, G.I. Joe spawned the Fensler film, so I think that's why it's the better <laughs> 80s crap show. Well, it's, I, I would use Transformers as an example. I think Transformers holds up like garbage. And, it's trash. And I think every other Transformers iteration that comes after that is even worse. <laughs> so I make that comparison not to offend Transformers. We're going to get saying that about Beast Wars? Angry Beast, Beast Wars, Wars You have Everything. just launched a holy war. I know, man. and I don't mean to say that I don't don't like those, but that's why I think you've t- just destroyed our Patreon earnings. Everyone I'm just sorry. unsubscribed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my I'm, god! I'm just emphasizing what I think is special about Tiny Tunes is that they actually like 
they went about that route of making a next gen, a new generation of Looney Tunes characters and didn't fail. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'll tell you guys where this idea came from. It came from the best creative spirits on the world, Aww. executives. Yeah. They're like, we want our, our animation studio to be back up and running because mm-hmm. after it shut down in like 1966, essentially, when there were no more Looney Tunes. Oh, boy. There were like fits and starts of animation, but mm-hmm. nothing like, nothing big or nothing important. Cool Cat. Yeah, Cool, cool Cat, exactly. Anthony Aardvark. And uh, Merlin the Rabbit. Or something. So yeah, like yeah like it's, it's, given given its origins, the show shouldn't have turned out as well as it did. It but, shouldn't have. But the universe righted itself soon after when Luniverse happened. Exactly. Oh, what, Lun- oh Lunatics, Lunatics, I think. Lunatics. Lunatics. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, Jesus, that was oh, okay. It was bad. And, but but <laughs> one of the things, and this has turned out the kiss of death in the in the late '80s, early '90s for things that I loved. They incorporated Steven Spielberg, who was a massive fan of the early Warner Brothers animation. Yes. It's set about making. To me, there is no better comedy medium than the seven-minute cartoon. It's incredibly brief. It's incredibly tight. It delivers the maximum possible laughs. No chuff a plot. It's just, it's all about being silly. That's why I make all my YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> that exactly. That, wow, is that a modern return to the format? All right. But, yeah. But that, I mean, PewDiePie is the new <laughs> Mel Blanc. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, don't say that. I, oh, I, don't, I don't hate PewDiePie. I just love Mel Blanc a lot. Yeah. I do. Um well, actually, Spielberg got involved because they were just going to make baby or child versions of the characters. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, I'll get involved if you make them new characters. Yeah. So they are different in their own way. And some of them are just based on nothing like Babs. But if it's, like if it's anything like – because I complained in the video. No, I Babs made. was based on when Bugs dressed up as a girl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> actually, I mean, that, that was around the same time as Wayne's World. So that was part of the pop culture – Consensus. I, at the I complained in the video that there's like there's nothing left of this show. There's there's still Ducktales merch around. There's I wore a Rescue Ranger shirt yesterday. I'm wearing a Rocco's Modern Life shirt in case you, you can't are, see me fact. over the radio. Is that of um, the era? No, this is Urban okay. Outfitters. Don't I make me so, admit man. that again. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they probably didn't make a shirt in his size back then. According, that's true. According to, <laughs> that's so sad. There are, there are more uh, grown-ups, grown-ups didn't wear clothes like if that. It's, yeah. then. If it's a, Steven Spielberg, whenever he got involved with the project, made it better, but was also given a remarkable amount of power and uh, money and, appro- and approval. Yeah, but I'm also betting he has like points on the side or whatever exactly. variety lingo yeah. there is. So and Warner doesn't want to pay him. There's that no way the show could ever be brought back because Steven Spielberg would have to be compensated an enormous amount. And the title screen even says Steven Spielberg Presents, yep. as it did with Animaniacs yep. and, like, Tasmania and all those mm-hmm. other things. Like, he, his name was stamped on these WB cartoons. Spielberg because, killed yep. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Any further movement on that, just simply by not having the time. Mm. And, like, all that was required was his approval, and he just didn't have the time to approve everything that happened in animation because it's a hard medium, especially when people were still drawing it yeah. uh, by hand. Uh, I should And actually, the Tiny Toons was supposed to be a movie. Yeah, but I guess they decided to make it into a TV show because mm-hmm. it would be more popular or more profitable or something like that. Well, I'm not, not sure I, what the uh, what the rationale was behind that. You can't send it a gated movie unless it's like <laughs> one <laughs> minute a day. Unless you're yeah. Futurama. Oh man, yeah, yeah, those that, were awful. yeah. yeah. I guess you can, yeah, but you really talk shouldn't. About those. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that um, I always felt like the Tiny Toons Animaniacs relationship reminded me of uh, the Simpsons Simpsons Futurama relationship. I see. Uh, mm-hmm. Once one started to taper off, the other came along and was, was even better, but. But then you reminded me of the Futurama movies, so <laughs> screw so that, that was very much the plan for those kind of cartoons back in the day. And WB kept putting its foot in its mouth by actually creating things that were successful and people kept demanding. And they did it that, – that period that I know Bob loves too, the Batman animated series, the Animaniacs and right. Tiny Toons. They could not stop making things that – they were nomadically trying to create two years' worth of episodes and kept – well, and Tiny Toons was where uh, the Warner animation boom really began. Yeah. And it kind of just sprung out from there because like the – 
uh, Batman team had a lot of Tiny Toons animators on mm-hmm. it. Like Deanie and Tim worked on it, and they even like yeah. were apparently using the same color palette as Tiny Toons or something. There's like jokes huh. about Tiny Toon characters, like little in jokes wow. and Easter eggs in Batman. And then anim- then Animaniacs came past that, and the entire kids WB network of stuff for a couple kind years of sp- until Pokemon murdered them. Yeah, also is, Power Rangers uh, was a big uh, Power Rangers and yeah. Pokemon. Where does Samurai it? Pizza Cats fit into this? That's something that's, that I uh, hear about, but I've never that's seen. Anime. It's, it's an anime. import. It's an anime. It? Yeah. It's an import. Because before, like, I, I didn't mean to disrespect anime. They were the only ones bringing over television shows with animation that could be regarded in many way quality. Oh, for sure, yeah. Anything coming out of America. You look at Voltron, I don't There weren't, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I can't think of a lot of television anime. I'm you looked at, like, Devil Man. Like, that's, you I mean, get a couple Devil of episodes cool, out of Usually, Usually the good uh, animation coming out of Japan in the 80s mm-hmm. was, you know, OAVs. Yeah. So it was, like, feature... Yeah. Feature quality I, and about forty-five minutes. I know, so like Volt- Miyazaki on Lupin. Like I know he, Voltron is a is a repeated cycle of animation, but I did love every time that thing assembled. And He Man would simply look at his sword as someone <laughs> put a halo of light around him. That was the filmation <laughs> magic. <laughs> but I mean, I, we're going on a long time about Sorry, this. But yes. the, the best episodes of this show were animated by Japanese yes. studios, like TMS. TMS, who works on Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. They work on like everything of note, mm-hmm. and like. A lot of the times they were just given storyboards, yeah. and they were, and they used they were creative, and they made these episodes special because they they were like super skilled animators. Excellent, and the ones that weren't were the ones with that where they have what I call O mouth. Yeah, those are the Kennedy Ooh. animation ones. If you've seen Ooh. a pup named Scooby Doo, you've seen how horrifying that animation will be. Yeah, mm-hmm. constantly mugging at the camera with O mouth. The TMS did the best animated and like best full story mm-hmm. uh, Tiny Toons things was the Summer Vacation yeah. movie. Oh, for sure, yeah. That, that was all TMS and that, yeah, that just gorgeous animation. Yeah. If you only watch that any. Any of these watch that one or one beer or anything with Baby Plucky. Yeah, for some reason, Baby, baby Plucky is Baby Plucky. Yeah, exactly. I was something uh, quirky did there. Did you see like our buddy Shane Patterson after we did that episode on Laser Time about um, little kid tunes? He's like, um, I actually now hang out with the voice, the grown up voice of Baby Plucky, and I made a uh. joke and I said. Uh, he said he can't do the voice anymore because he's not one. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, and I responded on Twitter, career go down the hole. That was an awesome. And then the guy responded to me. Oh, I see. And I felt so, I've, I've never done that before, like made a joke at someone's expense assuming they'd never see it. I believe he's one of the kids of the executives on the show, so yeah. I think he's okay. okay. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. He's, okay, he's got that tiny kid's money, put him through college. Did you see teeth. that happen to me, Hank? I was deeply embarrassed. Stayed off Twitter for like a week after that. <laughs> so let's get to the games, but first, like, so where do we come in in this episode? Well, guess what? Merchandise. Oh, are we talking about games? We're talking about oh games, God, yeah. So Damn. sorry, Like everyone. The Simpsons and no. Ninja Turtles, which I also did episodes on. Tiny Toons was merchandise to mm-hmm. death. In fact, I remember going to, like, JCPenney and seeing, like, an entire... Okay, that dates me as well, because who goes to <laughs> JCPenney? Uh, I was going to buy a power drill, some slacks, um, you know. And Moss Brothers just doesn't have the kind of fabric I like. Yeah, yeah. No, no more, no more of that tartan. But, um... <laughs> So I went. I was in JCPenney, and it was like the show wasn't out yet, but there was just an entire huge display of all these characters I, I didn't even know about yet, and I, the show had yet to air. I don't remember that. I would have loved to have more. I had a Buster Bunny doll, and that was it. Yeah. And uh, I won that from Fox Kids, um, and I never saw any merchandise. Well, they merchandised really. before. Yeah, they were mer- the merchandising wheels started moving so far ahead of the creation of the show that, like, the snarkiness of the characters never show, or the meta-textual stuff yeah. in the show never was in the, in the merch. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, look at these colorful, cute characters that are ten ninety nine. It was Pick like all. the merchandise was Conquer on Game Boy Color, and the cartoon was Conquer on N sixty four. Yeah, or I anything... put it in video game terms. Now everyone feels comfortable. Uh, we're go. back to video. Or games. anything about Sonic Boom. 
Oh, we, we don't talk about that. Now my 3DS That's just wants... comedy all the way down. Yep. Yeah. Could, I thought nobody could make a worse Sonic game than Sonic Team, and yep. yet... Turns they've out done it. Everybody they've, can. They've finally done it. So that's where we come in. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of these games, the best ones are made by Konami. Yeah. Um, Capcom could have easily gotten this license, I'm guessing, at some point. But uh, Konami and Capcom both together, they did some great licensed games like yeah. Goonies 2, things like that. Um, God what, bless you, what, sir. What, what, other, what other Konami <laughs> licensed games are there, Jeremy? I'm, um, I'm drawing a blank. Let's see. There Bayou was... Billy? Is that a license? No, that's not a license. That's called Mad City. Um, they yeah, did Matt. a uh, a game based on um, Osamu Tezuka's Phoenix in Japan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um I know there there were a bunch. Uh, oh, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, that's a good game. He goes yeah, where, I feel like they, ordinary rabbit would dare. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, and that, I speaking of Larry Hama, that was a Larry Hama uh, creation. Uh, okay. Full circle, friends. Um, so it goes without saying. Oh, Chris. I'm more I'm more baffled that like in this day and age, if I have I have this cartoon that I think is going to be popular, and I want to turn it into a game, I think I'll bring it to Valve. Like, why did Konami's name... Like, I couldn't believe what, what license... Like, the people involved in license games. Well, I would guess Konami was, had already proven their their metal with Ninja Turtles, so... Like, that yeah. is true, and yeah. There were all the arcade games. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's like what Simpsons I, I find and, weird about Tiny Toons. And, uh, it's a Konami game, but, like, for me, like, the big Konami games are obviously Castlevania. I, I, think, I think also what you need to remember is mm. just the different demographic and the mm. different space in the market that video games occupied at the time. I mean, video games were... Yeah. For kids, they showed up yeah. in toy stores. Mm-hmm. They were in the toy department. It just it's so it made sense for you know when someone said, "Oh, well, I've got this cartoon for kids that I want to turn into a video game. Let's just get a video game developer." To I, do I, it. I was trying to put a little piece of that in the video. If you wonder why people my age don't automatically expect a licensed game to suck, even though they always do, it's because occasionally they did not. And it was because AAA developers were brought. Capcom can make a DuckTales game or a Rescue Rangers There's, game. There are still good licensed games occasionally. I, Maybe some of the Adventure Time uh, games. Yeah, I'm the Adventure Time the, for the way first forward, one. All the yeah. way, yes. Um, totally. But uh, Tiny Toons games. And I do. I, I couldn't find the research. I wanted to see if this was big in Japan. I found we have a video on Laser Time YouTube network that you can see the Japanese commercial. That's right. And I think um, you played the Japanese version of the opening when I was on yeah. the show about a year ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it definitely happened in Japan. It seems like the kind of thing that Japan would have loved, if mm, if yeah. I'm guessing. No? They like old cartoons, I think. They like, but they're done in the style of old cartoons, except they're more colorful. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping next time I go over there, I'm going to find all these little PVCs I didn't know exist. So the, the, the Tiny Toon Adventures Japanese opening, does that have, like, the American song yeah. sung in Japanese? Like, yeah. 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 Tiny desk, toony desk. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. It's it, I I love the show and I love which game do you talk about first? Let's break it down, Chris. So mm. I'm gonna go through these. Uh, okay, some of these are not notable. Some mm. of them I'm just gonna wash my hands of and be like, no, we don't, we don't need to say much about this. But we're gonna go on a system by system basis. And there's mm. probably like 20 games that came out in this really tight short period of time. And then well, that's the, there's a second phase where it's like conspiracy entertainment. Yeah, picked up the, the license like in the early 2000s and then made. Four or five bad games in one okay mm-hmm. game. Are I they guess? the company that also picked up the ET license at that point? Oh, they were snatching up like every yeah. obsolete license. Okay. Did they do the Gremlins? Was that? Um, I can't remember. God, I know there were ET games for the Game Boy Advance though, or Game Boy Color, or something like it that. It was. It was more so to, to speak 
to uh, the quality of the show, I, I had pointed out that there, there hadn't been a script produced since 1991, and games for Tiny Toons t- continued to come out until 2002. Yes. Until 2002, and there were some uh, games that were canceled. in America, actually. Wow, yeah, really? Because Buster's Bad Dream came out in 2005 through online retailers only. And that's the kind of honor that has only really been bestowed to Bugs Bunny and Disney short characters. The only people who have been able to, like, retain a, a corner of American consciousness that long to right. get games 10 years after there's been any content produced for them. So that's, I don't know, Tiny Toons, everybody. Yes, Tiny, Tiny Toons. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a Felix the Cat NES game. Felix, I, yeah. I'm not saying Felix the Cat is definitely one of those people. There was like Flintstones. A wacky Races uh, NES game. I mean, come on. Totally. There was but, a Wacky like, Races PlayStation Where's my Laugh Olympics You know what? There's uh, not, there's not a Rugrats game. There never will be again. There were and some Rugrats there were, games. Yeah, there, there were. There, 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 I mean, now. Mean, not, oh, yeah, yeah. not 10 years later. There will never be a Rugrats game again. There will never be a Ren and Stimpy game um, later on. We Saturday. can hope. Yeah, even <laughs> though they are in that uh, Major League Baseball spot. Oh, that's right. That's right. Whoops a days. Uh, I'll shut up before I say anything so, that's super provable wrong. Getting into video games, finally, <laughs> at the 20-minute mark. Oh, I suck. No, it's cool, Chris. <laughs> we I like talking about old stuff in general. I haven't played most of these games, so the more we can talk about something okay. other than yeah. the video games, mm-hmm. the better I'm going to do. And I've just played all, almost all these games. In fact, if you go to our YouTube channel... Um, just search for Retronauts on YouTube. Um, you can find live playthroughs of all of these I recorded, um, and you can watch me play through most of them. So how dare you steal Laser Time's thunder, YouTube Thunder? There's there's special encoded messages ah. that will prevent you from going to Laser Time. Yeah, ah. you play the videos backward. <laughs> Kill <laughs> Laser Time, destroy Antistar. <laughs> Please don't play them backwards. I can't be held responsible for what happens to you. So, first game on this list is Tiny Toon Adventures. Mm-hmm. All of these games are called Tiny Toon Adventures or Tiny Toon Adventures colon something. Yeah. So, Tiny Toon Adventures, December 91. It should be noted that all of these NES games came out after the NES's, SNES's launch. Mm-hmm. And uh, these days, the game would have come out, like, alongside the series. Yeah. But this is more than a year after the series had begun. Mm-hmm. All those episodes had been rerun to death by that point, all 65 yeah. of the original episodes. So, we, everyone had seen them and committed them to memory. So, I guess I they mean, were capitalizing on just our, our pure um, stock syndrome. Especially well, as opposed to Konami's TMNT 1, like, that was ready to go very quickly in the yeah, series run. It was like 89? Was it yeah, 89? and yeah. That's, that's why the box art looks the way it does, because, like, they weren't even, they didn't even really have professional art. Or, they just had the red mask. Yeah, they didn't have, they didn't have representative show art when they started. I, I would not call that a not professional cover. That's It's a great cover. Damn great piece it's great. of artwork. But I it's like the artwork, that's, yeah. But they were not ready to, like, finalize the designs of the characters because they started development that early. Yeah, they were still like, Eastman, Laird, what color are the turtles' masks? Yeah. Oh, they're all red. They're all red. It's all gray to me. Um, yeah, the uh, the um, the thing about Tiny Toons though is mm-hmm. it you know because it did have a hundred episodes, yeah. it was syndicated. Mm-hmm. So even though the air episodes had all run, you know, like or in their first run by the point these games came out, they continued to air for years and years. Yeah. Right, right. Up, up until like I think I mean they're airing on Hub now, but I remember Nickelodeon was airing them yeah. on afternoons until like the late nineties. I was still watching this, this stuff in high Cartoon school. Cartoon Network sake. and Boomerang before that channel. I don't think that channel exists by the time this will post. <laughs> yeah. um, Those jokes about Tim Burton planning Batman Returns will be just great forever. Uh, so many, so many non-dated references like Shirley DeLoon, uh, Shirley, Shirley DeLoon, Shirley, Shirley McLean DeLoon, parody. Yeah. Wow, kids Shirley love Shirley McLean parody. If you got any questions about Tiny Tooth characters, just ask me. Ask Steve Fume is the uh, actually I think Shirley. McLean is in Glee now, so kids know who she yeah. is. But is her she thing about terrible, su- like that was that's such an early '90s Shirley MacLaine like stereotype. Like she hasn't talked about oh, yeah, summoning the crystal balls, and yeah, stuff. crystal yeah. balls and yeah. summoning dead spirits. Like, that she, that part is is pretty like I don't even get what is that. that? Yeah, and Shirley Shirley the Loon in every Tiny Toons game has like the best abilities, but you can never play as her. She can like fly and like shoot lightning bolts and things like that because she's yeah. like, got like some new age psychic powers. But let's get to this game. 
Another thing about these Tiny Toons games is that they get the visual humor right. These games mm-hmm. look great for the most part. <laughs> but the writing is your most standard stock, poorly localized Japanese video game text yeah. from this era. Like, oh, yeah. Hi, Buster Bunny. I am having an adventure. Let's have an adventure, too. Like, things like that. It's, like, Well, surely the loon just, like, she does not talk at all like herself. Like, Hampton just says, like, Come back I have, when you get more I carrots. I have carrots. I'll give you a thing. <laughs> Come back later. Yeah, it, it feels like, um, I mean, you could tell none of the writers had any impact mm-hmm. on this. It, that is the one thing that is not communicated. They, the, they had to fit that script into, like, three kilobytes. That's okay, true. You got you to go think easy they, on They them. tried early on, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. But this uh, this game I love. I think this is really it's still really fun to me, and I hate I seeing like it's just a Mario three ripoff. Like that's what I say. Yeah, but Bob says. I it's will Mario say 3 ripoff. you can tell they had some serious Mario three envy because yeah. Mario three was huge. I mean, yeah, I, I watched the YouTube video, and there's a point where you can like slide down a hill. Yeah, knock enemies. I mean, that's, that's and Mario like a curtain 3. comes down at the end of the game, like in, in the beginning of Mario three. Um, yeah. yeah, watching watching the videos for this game made me really sad that I missed out on it. I mean, mm-hmm. by the you know when the Super NES came out, I got a Super NES, and my game my NES never saw Life light of day. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Um, well, that Elmira, Elmira fight may as well be like fighting Iggy or or uh, oh yeah, Boom Boom or whatever. Or boom boom. Yeah. It's incredibly tough. Yeah, and, this game is very hard. It has some weird, very very out of place difficulty spikes yeah. where. So at the end of every level, you uh, gulp, have to gulp. out outrun. Uh, gulp, gulp. <laughs> you have to outrun Elmira. <laughs> you see that Concord the Condor guy too. Yeah. But you have to outrun Elmira, and if you get caught by her, you go back to the beginning of the world, mm-hmm. not the stage, but the entire world. Yeah. And that's that's a very Ninja Gaiden's like mm-hmm. super hardcore thing, and that that's actually true of the last boss as well. Like if you lose against the last boss, you have to go back to the beginning of the entire world, which is really really hard to do. That mm-hmm. game is this game is hard to play through with save states, and it's weird because some levels are easy, like level three. Oh, really easy but then yeah. level four super hard level five kind of easy. like it's just all over the place yeah. but I will say like it is a well constructed game I just think it needs a little more um, if there were play testers back then <laughs> they did have play testers and the play testers said oh yeah this game is easy and they said no we can't <laughs> let people beat this on a rental oh that's true yeah I forgot make it hard that. yeah the long make plays the kids little... weep the long play show, they're 30 minutes long if you know what you're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's a bad rental for kids. But. So in this in this game, uh, you play as Buster. You can also play as Plucky, Dizzy, and Furball. Um, I wish you could switch between the, the characters. Furball? Furball is the Sylvester analog. Yeah, yeah except he's, like, wow. pitiful. Yeah, like, yes. Furball's unlucky is the, is the lyric. I don't I even remember. Okay, sure. Furball's unlucky. Yeah. Well, so there's, ugh, yeah, that is the line. Well, that's what I was going to say. The Tiny Toons, not all Tiny Toons are created equal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, the top five strata, and then there's uh, Beeper in the... Little Beeper, Little Calamity, Beeper, Coyote. Yeah. Animaniacs was the same way. You had, like, yeah. you know, the main characters, yes. and then you had Your Buttons feathers. and Mindy. Yeah, well, like, and I, Mindy. Lo- I loved Rita and Runt because they, mm-hmm. had me- they were musical theater. Yeah. Like, that was my favorite part. Boo. I can't there imagine. needs, to be, there needs yeah. to be a chicken boo video game. Chicken actually, boo. it would be it would be like a stealth action game where you you dress in disguises. Was, oh, that's basically Octodad. Dialogue. Octodad is a chicken boo game. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. You discovered there's a chicken boo game. This is this is historic. Uh, so yeah, like you play. Okay, so I like to. I like to, what I like to think this is Konami kind of because pro- they're they're busy making weirdo things like Contra and a lot of Castlevania games, and it's just to them to prove. We can make a traditional platformer in our sleep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and it it's not super inspired. What I don't like about it is, like, all of your side characters have, um, like, Plucky, Dizzy, and uh, Furball. They each have their own abilities, mm-hmm. but you can't switch to them at will. You have to pick up a power-up to switch to them. Yeah. So, like... Which I thought, I thought was... 
confined to what part of the level you're in. Because Furball can climb walls, basically right, break like the game. The knuckles but it's of not. The game. You can bring him into the next level simply by passing one level with him. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for not being able to switch back and forth on the fly. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I kind of feel like um, the antecedent of this mm-hmm. game, um, just this thinking about it and talking about it, is probably um, Konami's YY World games, I was thinking about that, actually, yeah. Where you basically started out as just a little character and you would go through different worlds and mm-hmm. rescue Konami heroes from other games. And uh, then you know they would you'd be able to use their abilities mm. throughout the rest of the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, those were those were import only. I mean, oh, they, they don't have. Cra- that's why Crazy Carts was YY yeah, racing, right? Because yeah. ah, it was kind of like YY. You're having so much fun playing as Konami characters. Why? <laughs> and if you ever, um, if you the, the music at the end of the Tiny Tunes video is from Konami Crazy Racers. They have some of my favorite stupid music in that game. And the music, yeah, in these, I, I these wouldn't games be really I wouldn't too. be surprised if. Um, like this, this game kind of came from the same group of developers mm-hmm. who made the YY World games because this was ninety one. I think the YY World games mm-hmm. were like eighty seven, eighty nine. So it kind of fit on that timeline. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I don't like about this game, well, it's too hard, but it's also very generic. It's just like the mm-hmm. most generic platformer levels. Like you're mm-hmm. like grasslands, desert, cave, underwater, forest. Yeah, well, they had like, no episodes to pull from. Like true. They yeah. Pull from like they they were probably just given a sheet of like. Here are three people who are mean to guys who could be the villains, like this Thrack guy, mm-hmm. the Arnold Schwarzenegger dog, and Elmira. Oh, the, all, yeah, there's, there's all, a boss on uh, a skateboard. Arnold is, is the name of the dog. That, that boss is, is uh, Dr. Gene Splicer. He pops up oh, in a lot oh, yeah, of these games. Yeah. He's he only actually, appears in the games. He's barely on he's, the show. He's, he's like, like in one episodes, episode. Yeah, two yeah. episodes. But the thing is, he is, a, he is a caricature of Paul Dini in 1990. So <laughs> in, in a lot of these Whoa. games, you are fighting Paul Dini. It's weird. It's really weird. And he looks really good in every game. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget which game, but a couple of the Tiny Toons games do have Looney Tunes characters uh, who appear in them. Yeah, I forget. Uh, and I, it's, at the, it's at the ending, so, you know, play them all, kids. Yeah, play them all. Are they like, oh, schlash guy? That's the only Looney Tunes cameos I can think of is when Bugs <laughs> is obsessing over his Oscar. Uh, his his I, off-brand Oscar because yeah. of naming rights. I, I think this is a competent game. I think Chris likes it more than me. I just wish it was less difficult. I, um, yeah, it was. I remember renting it back in the day just because I I love I, I love Tiny just, Tunes. The the music. I think the the eight bit version mm-hmm. of the Tiny Tunes theme is great, but it's so overused. You just hear it's, so much. everything is a variation. Yeah, on, on it kind of drove me crazy. But I also did think the I I love cartoony sprites like mm-hmm. I would me just too. their giant eyes and color like they're perfectly made to be to be sprites in in an NES and game. Yeah. Bob and just I made a reference eyes. to the fact that there is a voice sample in the game, and as far as I know, there <laughs> yeah. weren't any other licensed cartoons voice samples. Period. Him out of all characters. No. Yeah. Because it was he's based thing. on one of my favorite. Uh, characters from the original Looney Tunes. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I didn't actually say that. Why this game is hard is because you can only take one hit. Yeah. There's a power oh, yeah. up that gives you an extra hit that you yep. can take, but it's basically like like ghouls and ghost style difficulty where it's like that's you get one hit and enemies will just like let's say there's a pit they mm-hmm. will make an enemy like jump out of the pit as you like jump over it the pit. It requires a bit to, of like, memorization. Yeah, a lot of I, swear, I swear people like I love Mario Three so great. Like, put that in a kid's hands. I mean, that game is hard as balls. Like, if you ne- if you don't know where everything's coming from, we just all have it memorized. Yeah, I think it was a little more fair <laughs> than Tiny balls? Tunes. Hard as balls. Uh, no, you're get out of here. Why did I say that? <laughs> so yeah, so let's move on. Uh, I don't have anything to say about this game. I just want to say that it exists. It's Tiny Tune Adventures Cartoon Workshop. It's like oh, Mario it's, Paint. Yeah. Yeah. I had this. Yeah. It's, it's, paint, it's it. paint Bucket the game. Tender, uh, can you talk about it at all? I mean, I, I rented it too, and it was it was fun, but it was just like yeah. Well, as a kid, you see it. I see an ad in a 
comic book that's like, make your own cartoons using your NES. I was like, finally, I can make my own cartoons. Yes. I just took it up to my VCR. It was and the video game it. Tex Avery played. I'll be just like him. Yeah, and <laughs> it really, it, I think I played around with it for like five minutes and then just put it down and, yeah. and probably lost it. Or it something. is the only one of the only games not featured in the Tiny Toons video I made. Mm. Oh, wow, okay. Well, I guess it's not really a game. It's brutally boring. I mean, I just took the sprites of, mm-hmm. of Tiny Toons Adventures, or the Buster, the last one, and just, would, yeah. Would you like to know who made this game? Um, oh, who? Novo Trade, who made Echo the Dolphin. Yep. And, and they became something Jaws else. Unleashed. Jaws Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, they, which they, is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we, it's so great that they went from Echo to Jaws. I love it. <laughs> so now we're up to uh, the next game for the NES and the final game for the NES. It was Tiny Toon Adventures 2 Trouble in Wacky Land. Do not have a lot of experience with this. April 93. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, it's real different from the first Tiny Toon Adventures game mm-hmm. in that each level, out of the five total, there are mm-hmm. five levels. Um, they're a different amusement park ride. So yeah. Babs is on a roller coaster, Hampton's on a train, Furball's on a log fume, uh, Flume, and Plucky is riding bumper cars in this overhead thing. But it's basically like a bunch of forced scrolling levels. Yeah. But Oof. It Those is are so... my least favorite part of any platformers. But I will say yeah. that Hampton stages remind me a lot of Challenger. I don't know if you know that Challenger. old Famicom game. I, I don't think it's I played it. Early Hudson Famicom game? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I might have to look it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, obviously Challenger. I remember. I well, my feel, yeah, I watched uh, watching it in action. I missed it back in the day too but it yeah all those audio auto scrolling stages like they're one of my least favorite things in, mm. in platformers too and i think of it the way like there's some people who say like, well louis ck can joke about this stuff and it's okay why can't we and it's the same deal like mario 3 has these auto scrolling stages why can't we have all these auto scrolling stages? you didn't like, earn that you're those, not as good <laughs> those are those are my least favorite part of mario games too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that this game is nothing but that and jump jump Slide, oh slide. god, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. But in this game, there, like I said, there are only four stages, and you, you need to play them in, in uh, to unlock the fifth stage, which is a platformer with Buster, and his sprite and his abilities are ripped right from Buster Buster, which we'll talk about. That's later. That's the one thing I, I like about it, though, because and I'm, I do not attack me for being a social justice warrior, <laughs> but I do love Babs Bunny, like legitimately. Oh, for sure, I am, Babs bo- is great. I am both attracted to her, and she is the like the funniest character. She's on the just show. a kid, dude. Eight year olds, dude. I was attracted to her. How about I could that? be projecting, but I'm pretty sure she was based on Julie Brown, which was like one of my yes. first crushes. Yeah. Not downtown Julie Brown, the funny Julie Brown. And it's it's crazy She's to think that's funny. I mean, she it, was in the eighties. Uh, I thought she was hilarious in the fir- from the first game. The intro is Babs being tied up over a shark. When in the show, Babs is more than likely the savior of everything. The more outgoing person, the more brash well, person. Because that social justice warrior Steven <laughs> Spielberg like saw there was a real – there were no female Looney Tunes. Babs was, like, Babs was a they, fucking stand-up uh, in the show. And then they made Babs the funny one, the silly one, that she had all these traits. Like that, and then Buster get... was Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, he Just was. boring. Like, he's he's boring. Yes, Buster is, is boring. And like even at the time, I had a Buster doll, not a Babs doll. I'm like, there's got to be a game where you get to play as Babs. And they're really isn't outside a lot of the mini games and this. This is the one game I think you actually can control Babs. Yeah, there's a um, couple games you can control her, but they're all like mini game. Yeah, factories. they're not like the, they're the like main, Mario Party. Yeah, they're not like the main like platformers. Including series. one you will mention later, which is a huge mislead. And well, the Montana Max, just like on the show, is just kind of like yeah, he'll be the bad guy. People can hate him. Like, does he have much to him? He's just he's just a jerk played by Budnick from Blood <laughs> Slew My Terminator Shorts. Two. And Terminator Two Kid. Uh, yeah. I so, prefer to think of him as Budnick. Yeah, I, I agree. But in uh, the story doesn't make any sense. 
sense as they usually don't in these platformer games yeah. because there's nothing to them. You're invited to an amusement park with the promise of meeting your secret admirer, mm-hmm. but it turns out to be Montana Max all along. But the subtitle for the Japanese version is called Welcome to Montana Land, which kind of like spoils the, um, that the, makes, the whole That the makes whole more plot. sense than Wacky Land because Wacky Land is a separate locale yeah. in the Tiny Toons world. It is not an amusement it's park. It's like a dimension, world. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this game came out in 1993, and who was playing NES games then? Not I, a lot of people. I am one of the two people who bought the the latter-day Capcom Disney games. So now you are a millionaire then, right? Uh, I, your, I, your copy of DuckTales I've never too. said this on Retronauts. Uh, I saved all my game boxes. Of course, like every good nerd did. And then one day I decided, like, well... I don't know what game to play. Maybe if I cut out the the top of my game box no. and I just and I put them upside down like trading cards, I'll pick one at random, and that's how I'll know what to play every day. So I decimated wow. my mint condition. Yes, at like at like twelve years. Was that old. a Ducktales too? Um, I don't know what happened to that box. Okay, uh, that's okay. I used to take apart my Transformers to see if I could make them. Uh, you know, re- re- I, reassemble them and make them work. When I go never home, worked. The there springs one never went left. the right places. There's one box box card left that I made, and I'm very proud of it. Vic Toki's Bump and Jump. Mm. I might get it framed because I love that box art. The so box much. art's great, yeah. It's great. I like that it's a lot. Awesome. Sorry. So, yeah, that was Tiny Toon Adventures 2, Trouble in Wacky Land. Mm-hmm. It is just felt like a uh, – uh, there, some people still have an NES, make another Tiny Toons game. But it's it's <laughs> even shorter than the last game, which is still pretty short. Like, yeah, make an NES game and don't put a lot of thought into it. Pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. there there are literally five stages in this game. Not five worlds, five stages. Five stages. And it's still pretty yeah, tough. auto-scrolling, too. Well, man, that furball – I watched that furball stage. Like, this is just cheap as hell. Yeah, like, lots of cheap hits. There's just that – there's the one part where it's – like, there's two of them where the log is just going <laughs> up on an incline. And you have maybe, like, a, a – five pickles worth of jumping space and then a frog will just fling at you. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is made for memorization this, this mm-hmm. that game in particular. It, it, for some reason, just looking at it, it I, and I'm looking for examples like this constantly, uh, it just reminds me of for like uh, microtransactions in a mobile game. Oh. Buy, your, buy your way past this because you have to buy for your dollar, way to the last yeah. level. Exactly, yeah, and that's true. It's just like, do you want to unlock the last level? Yeah, you, five can, bucks. you can spend all this time toiling through all these uh, really for nine ninety nine, you can have a thousand Ubi bucks <laughs> and buy your way into Montana <laughs> land. God, yes. uh, I want all the Ubi bucks. Ubi bucks? Yeah, whatever. to the Game Boy games. There's quite a few. Uh, this one is my favorite of them and one so of my favorite games. Game. Uh, Chris is upset because it's called Tiny Toon Adventures Babs' Big Break but Babs is not playable in this game either because it, you can't make a game with a girl it in it. It doesn't make any... Then why put her name in the title? I'll tell you why. This story is weird. Uh, Babs is, is sets off to become a, a big actress. That's mm-hmm. what the premise of the story is and Hampton Bucks, Buster, and Plucky are like, we gotta follow her. Like, they're weird about it. Just yeah. like, what, there is no motivation other than we gotta keep tabs on Babs. She yeah. can, we can't let her out of this organization. 
Well, so that was an episode of the show, wasn't it, where she got mm-hmm. cast on the show 19-something? Oh, 13-something. 13-something. Yeah. And yeah. then she... <laughs> oh, that's what a date of reference. Uh, and then yeah. she... Yeah, she became a big star on it, and everybody <laughs> missed her, and then she eventually, like, decided she'd rather give up her dreams mm-hmm. and just go back to her life in, in Acme Acres. Yeah. But okay, the, the, the way this? that you're, like, constantly following her and... Uh, like she's apparently beaten the bosses before you. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Kind of. They, the Nintendo kind of did that with Skyward Sword, where you're chasing after Zelda, and oh, she's weird. just like okay. kicked everyone's butt. Or I forgot whatever. about that. You That's are true. fighting yeah. a squishier monster because uh, this lady's been here and softened them up for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this how this game works. It feels a lot like Ducktales. Yeah. The stages are very compact, but there's lots of like hidden pathways hidden, um, you know, areas to find, different routes to take, and um, it's a lot easier. It's actually, you can finish this game even today, even if you're mm-hmm. a baby like me, without save states. Although I did use save states on the live stream, I apologize oh, for that. Bye. But um, you you throw, you can play as Buster, uh, Plucky, or Hampton, and you can switch between them at will. It's not like the NES game where you just pick up the power-up. Thank God we can play as Hampton. Finally, <laughs> finally. And each, each character has a different kind of fruit that they throw. <laughs> So Buster throws carrots, Plucky like spikes a pineapple, uh-huh. and Hampton Hampton rolls a melon. So it's a very weird idea for Tiny Toons. You give like, the pig a pineapple, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that would make more that would sense. So that's a little too on the nose, I think. Yeah. Or on the snout. <laughs> I, th- I think that would offend Hampton. Um, I don't know. He take, he's a doormat. A pig gone bananas? What is this? A luau? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the levels are still pretty generic like the NES game, but I like the exploration. It's also a very slow, swimmy game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they make up for that by making it, you know, about like there's some verticality to it. Mm-hmm. There are like doors you can go into, like pipes you can go into, basically Mario style. And one little touch I like is that um, you collect these gems throughout the game and you're not really sure why you're collecting mm-hmm. them. And so when you get to the last boss, it's Montana Max. And uh, he's like, oh. if you give me 500 gems, you'll I'll, I'll give you this theater because he bu- he buys the theater that Babs is going to perform in. So you have to fight him, I guess. So he's like, give me 500 gems and I'll give you the theater. It'll be over. And if you give him the money, you still have to fight him. He's like, well, whatever, dude. I'm taking your money and you have to fight me anyways. Wow. So it's a very funny, like kind of humorous like mechanic in the game where it's like you're collecting this resource to eventually get screwed over by it if you collect enough of it. So <laughs> I, I did appreciate that. This is this is I, I wish this would have made it in our top five Tiny Toons games uh, video. I encourage I everyone to play it because um, you would not expect like this to be one of the best be- better games of the uh, the whole collection we're talking about today, but it is. I really don't like the second Game Boy game. The second one, we're going to get to that in one Sorry. second. One thing I want to talk about before we move on, the best style. Okay, so I talked about how the localizations for these games are basically the most perfunctory, mm-hmm. the most like bare bones dialogue. I-, I wrote down this line by Montana Max, uh, who is like <laughs> talking about like why you can't stop him, and this is what he says, and I quote. I'm a rich man and you're not, so understand your problem. <laughs> that is the most Japanese text ever. Like, WWE would turn out to know your role. Yeah, exactly. I liked in the start of, uh, I was really trying to not have any wrestling brought up. Sorry, on this thing. Henry. It has intruded too many podcasts. I, I put him in there. Anyway, but the, you have a line in uh, the Wacky Land, like at the very start when it's revealed it's Montana Max. He's like, I fill this place with tricks and traps. <laughs> totally, that's totally Montana. Tricks and traps. Is but you got to yell it. Thing. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea how that guy did the voice. You have to have Max. like a a ten year old smoker's voice yeah. to be Montana Max. I God, guess it sounds painful. Bobby Budnick, look him up, kids. Did he get interviewed for that racist book on Nickelodeon? Uh-huh. Um, I think so. Actually, Danny yeah. Danny Cook sees his name. I, these, I, I don't think to... the book is racist. Yeah. You can recommend it. He said the racists. The racists. Ah, a book it. belonging to their book to belonging the racists. To the racists. Yes. The book itself is neutral on the, the <laughs> issue of race. So we're going to move on to uh, a game apparently Chris hates, and you can watch me fail Not miserably at this game on a live stream. Oh, go ahead, Chris. It just does It does that thing I kind of don't like about a lot of Game Boy games. If you're going to have a, a detailed sprite, 
you can't really show any of the level. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You can't see anything, and, like, there's not a lot to take in. It's just yeah. kind of boring. The sprites That's why the first Super Mario Land is he's, he's actually better yeah. than a lot of games. Yeah, he's a tiny little dot. Yeah, got I mean, it right. Your, your, your former employer's got it right with Bionic Commando. Yeah. Bionic Commando is <laughs> so little, but it works. The Super sprites tiny. were very, very compact in the last Game Boy game, but in this mm-hmm. one, they're huge, really detailed. I mean, the game yeah. looks great, and it sounds great. I mean, this is a 1993 Game it, Boy it does. game. There's a lot to like about it. It's just, yeah. like, I don't think it's very fun to play as a result of, like, the better Buster sprite. And I will get to this in a second, but it requires, like, an insane amount of precision mm-hmm. that even with save states, I could not, like, deal with. And yeah. I, I'm just imagining the poor child who got through this, like, the future stage in this game. But I will talk about the premise because all these games have bizarre <laughs> premises. And this one is Montana Max opens a movie theater, yep. but all the movies are crappy. And so Buster will jump into the movies to fix them, but that yeah. really just means killing everybody inside, like jumping on their heads and killing them. <laughs> I mean, uh, that would have worked in Street Fighter, so yeah, exactly. That yeah. was actually a suggestion we had to remedy Street Fighter. Jump into the movie. So I'm yeah, sympathetic to everyone. To, I'm sympathetic to Buster. This, but yeah. this, this idea was carried out better in a later game, mm-hmm. in at least one stage. Right. Um, so yeah. you play as Buster, obviously, because mm-hmm. not a lot of the games you play as other characters, and. Mm-hmm. Um, He's more ver- he's more versatile than he was in past games. He can kick the stun enemies, which is stolen from Buster's Buster Bust Loose, mm-hmm. and he can also uh, spin dash. But the way you do it is really weird. You you hit down, he, and he raises his foot, and then you yeah. have to hit one of the left or right in order to, to launch him in one direction. But if you if you miss that window of time from when he raises his foot to when he puts it back down, you don't do the spin dash. Mm-hmm. So at some points in the game, you're required to like jump to a platform as you're spin dashing, turn around, spin dash the other way, jump, and do like keep doing these weird spin dash jumps. But you're it just doesn't work. It doesn't work well at all. And like, it was clearly using the Buster Bust Loose. Dash model, but they didn't have an R button. But they didn't have an R. They didn't have the yeah. extra button. And then I uh, never mind. We'll get to that game in a second. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there are five levels in this game: uh, Western, Samurai, Future, Horror, and a remix stage that incorporates all of those concepts. And then you fight Montana Max at the end. Um, it gets really hard. I'll say you can watch me play through this future stage. You're on this jet bike. And the physics are so strange, and there's this, like, Battletoads-style speeder mm-hmm. bike run where one particular jump, if this game was more popular, people would be talking about this today. It, it you Just watch me on this on this YouTube video. Just go to our YouTube account. You can watch me play through this. I, it took me, like, 30 tries. People looking up <laughs> multiple facts for me. People, yeah. like, looking at other playthroughs online, like, helping me through the stream. But, God, such a hard jump in this in this game. It's, it's infamously hard. At least to me it is. Now it is. Um... So, yeah, like, this game is not great. You can play through a few stages if you want to get the feel for it, but it eventually will get a little too hard. Just, like, the degree of precision they ask of you mm-hmm. just seems just too much for yeah. a Tiny Toons game. Like, I, I don't get what they were going for here, but, um, yeah. I wanted pretty sprites, and they had to make a sacrifice. Yeah. You get to know the lay of the landscape. I mean, really, what's more important, pretty sprites or good gameplay? At the time, I, I wouldn't have been able to make that decision. I really wouldn't have. <laughs> I really wouldn't have. But now you're you're against Montana's movie Madness. I, I did not like it. It did not make the list. But the next couple, I bet did. So the Montana, like he owns a theater, but he, did, that he also made the movies that he plays in his theater. I guess so. And he's also the boss of each level. So in like the Western, you you fight him like he's abandoned on a horseback. In the Samurai level, he's, he's like he's um, versatile. Yes. Yeah. I guess he could. Well, I guess if, he, if he's a Monty Burns type character, he can just yeah. own his. He can make a movie that he stars in. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, it follows. It yeah, follows. It he's like out. the Ozymandias of. <laughs> so no one ever. World. That's wonderful. That's the, that's a sentence that has never been constructed. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, it's it's awesome if you can do it on one podcast.
So now we've moved on to the Super Nintendo portion of the of the program, and there are only two games, but they're both pretty good. And the first one uh, I'm talking about is probably the best game. I think is it is this your favorite Tiny Toons game, Chris? I, in your video, is number one, but I'm willing to revise. Hmm. Um, Given some conversation with people, but I do love it. It's the it's the absolute prettiest uh, sprite based Tiny Tunes. So what's the name of the game? Uh, Bust Loose. Buster Bust Loose. And uh, the, okay, uh, all these games have terrible box yep. art. It's either just the logo or some clip art. But it this makes is like no sense. Buster like shirtless with shirtless, shorts on. I always thought he was Tarzaning off of a vine or that's something. That's what it like seems that. like. Yeah. But there is. It doesn't relate to anything that's in the game, nor does he ever what you would say bust loose. Yeah, he never busts ever loose. at any time. I don't know. Um, does he means. bust anything? He does. Uh, he busts uh, some rat skulls. Yeah. Does he bust or does he burst? He bur- <laughs> bursts loose. I think it's important to, you know. He bamps. He bamps, bamps. on occasion as well. Yeah, yeah. He so just completely disappears. Tell me if you wow. agree with me does on this. Does it smell like sulfur? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is It is like the prettiest Tiny Toons game. Um, it, it, it's, and it's the pr- but it's so short. It is, it is so short. short. It is very short. And I feel like it's like, it feels like Konami's Simpsons arcade game and it's treatment yeah. of the source material and that it's very specific. Yeah. And the, the sprites are off model, but just enough to make things like 20% cuter. Like it's, everybody's like a little bit cuter. The than first level is really weird. You go into a school and then you end up uh, you're clearly the subject from the first episode where you're a, a, a piece of animation that jumps off the cell and into an office. Oh, and, really? Okay. Yeah, I totally like you, forgot about that. You're fighting Arno but there's there's giant statues and pens and statues of like oh, Plucky okay. and or Daffy like, yeah. um, in the background. Yeah, that was like the weird stealth section or something mm-hmm. like that. So the, the game works a lot like, um, I don't know who made this but it feels like it's like of the treasure Konami era. I don't know. I don't think they, those developers left Konami at this point but um there's this dash move that Buster has. It's sort of like Sonic Spin Dash, and a lot of these games draw from Sonic. And, like, when you hit the R button, it's Buster weird. will take off, and he will go up, like, walls. Yeah, and can then wall can run. Wall jump, wall run. It's mm-hmm. really cool, and, like, a lot of levels are designed to make effective use of that, and that's what, one of the best parts of this game, Actually, in my opinion. there's not enough levels that do anything with it, and so much so that there's a point in, like, the second level of the game that has to remind you that you even have it. Oh, yeah, is that the, uh, the train car Yeah, part? it's yeah. like, remember, you can use this dash. I'm like, oh, I haven't done that in an hour. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think they could have taken more advantage of it, but um, I, I do like how it feels. It feels really yeah, good, yeah. Um, way better than the dash move that they tried in the Game Boy version. It has it has a meter, but everything's pretty pretty. Uh, what would you call that? Not delicate. Uh, it's pretty generously designed to like give you objects to fill up that meter. Yeah, so like these go go dodo statues. Yeah, you there's there's certain places where you have to wall jump, which feels like for half the level, but you're. That you'll never run out of meter because there's like I don't know I love that it feels like you're connecting something chaining a jump yeah it's like, like, it's like power ups jump as you combos go. or something like mm-hmm. that and um, let's talk about the the levels real quick then we can talk about some of our highlights there's a oh, yeah. there's the Luniversity itself Acme Luniversity boring uh, Old West which there's like a Western <laughs> level in every one of these games seemingly but this one is also a movie set I believe oh yeah I think you're right mm-hmm. I think you might be right about that and um, it has a lot of cool little set pieces like the train there's there's a haunted house level but the, I think the highlight of this game in in terms of what you're expecting from a platformer. There's yeah. like a football game. The fourth um, level is a is a straight up football game. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's like it's like Tech Mobile. It's but yeah. you, can, you can run or pass. Yep. And all you're doing is avoiding incoming football players. But they they made a football level in this platform, which I think is so cool. Like, yeah. All these all these weird ideas interacting with each other. By the time you'd be that's, tired of it, it's that's over. very treasure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very Gunstar <laughs> Heroes. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I didn't look. I couldn't look up a lot of the names of who made these games because some of them are just, just hidden or no one knows. I'll just but take the credit. I made it. <laughs> Chris, Chris did. I it. did. He was a, a productive thirteen year old. Someone update the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a really short game, as we talked about, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's two more levels I didn't mention. There's a Zeppelin level. It's like an auto level. Well, the level. last one is for a little nerdy kid. Um, there was a secret bonus level in the first Tiny Toons, which got you a visit from Duck Vader. Oh, right, yeah. And Stormtrooper did... Ducks. Yeah. Um, and I forget, I think you're, it, like, much like the launch pad trick in DuckTales, like, you're 
carrot count had to be like divisible by eleven, or had to be like seventy-seven carrots or something like that. I, I think I, something uh, like any, that. anything divisible by eleven. Okay, um, if I'm not mistaken, because like you know how long it took me to realize that as a little <laughs> kid, like just for this random stage, the the greatest thing ever, a duck duck Vader for Christ's sake. This is like when I, I unironically like I unapologetically like Star Wars, right? <laughs> and that was a very that was an episode of the show where they yeah. did a Star Wars parody for the whole. And the so whole the, thing. the last stage is all set in like a great great send up of Star Wars. Um, I, I feel like a, a modern developer would be, would be too afraid to be that specific yeah. with Star Wars references. Yeah, yeah I, you don't see as many like specifically parodic parodic yeah. games. I think yeah. I, like I played the Simpsons game recently, and it's like so that game clearly didn't care and would like parody anything. Right, probably because um, Fox's lawyers were like, "We do this all yeah, the time. This don't is what be, we're known for. Stop being afraid, EA." Mm-hmm. I will remember. I do remember though. I played the Family Guy game. Don't judge me. My friend worked on it, but I played mm-hmm. through it, and they make a point to joke about like they they're only making fun of Fox property so they won't get sued. I, well, so I don't think the Simpsons games, games only made fun of uh, EA games. Well, oh, like, wow. no, no, you fight a guy called Ryu. That's like, true. Ryu that's true. appears in the video game factory. That's true. Right. I did okay. love that they had an EA video game factory. They do that game. with a lot of football players. And it's Will one of Wright. those. Will Wright. It's one of those modern Simpsons jokes. Like, aren't mm. we? Aren't we awful? Don't we suck so bad? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but that's also not funny. <laughs> just like, I, I do appreciate the the game factory joke though. Uh, I'm just so cranky about the Simpsons. But, the, but uh, <laughs> you once, heard a, once again, feeling. like yeah. you beat the game. Uh, and Buster's there in plain clothes, and Babs comes out, and Princess Leia buns, and for I don't that still extracts some weird emotion out of me. I can't fully explain. <laughs> so we've established that Chris is in love with Babs. I have problems, okay. and I'm not furry yet, but I'm really like I'm one or, or two uh, late like, night clicks away. A couple, a couple readings through the uh, yeah. Sabrina archives. Away. I, oh, I am semi-employed. It's like as long as someone just has to show me the right video and I'm <laughs> sure I'll be pushed over. Chris is exploring many dark territories. Now. It's, it's sad. It's sad. All your traditional uh, erotic films. It's, it's like a black and white Gilligan's Island rerun to me like right now. It's Please just... look forward to the Yif Time <laughs> podcast coming in 2015. <laughs> wow. uh, but at the end it's also revealed that that's all a stage. Yeah, and that's true. Plucky Duck takes off the helmet and it turns out he's Duck Vader. That is not canonical. This, uh, this game has no plot. It's just like Here's a bunch yeah. of ideas that we thought of that would be fun. And, in and fact, they are. The characters introduced the, car- <laughs> the levels like they're cartoons, like yeah. they would in the show sometimes. They do. And yeah. that, that's where the dialogue does get a little better, a little funnier, a little truer to the voice of yeah, the characters. It, it's in the still game. a little a little stiff, you oh, know, well, and yes, poorly course. made, but they're at least trying to mm-hmm. approximate what the show yeah. did. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to think that, what year was that? 93. 93. Yeah, it's a gorgeous game, like you said. I think by this time, Konami had figured out the SNES. And yeah. it, it, was, it still looks so good. Like, it no, does. no 2D game would look this good today. Mm-hmm. Any Mode 7 on display in that? Oh, not here, no. There's some, like the Zeppelin level and like a lot uh, of yes, the... Yes, okay. And the mini games, I think, as well. Like there's like a racquetball mini game and like... The, uh, yeah, there's, there's... The mini games are not bad. They're lots of fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Uh, not so much... Well, the Babs level is... You can play as Babs in one of them. So finally, again, not kidnapped in this one either. She's not kidnapped, but she is freeing other tertiary uh, characters who are kidnapped. Your Fifi mm-hmm. Lafumes, your little beepers, your little oh, sneezers. Oh, God, sneezers. <laughs> sneezers are worst. No, the, probably the worst is... Little Sneezer, let's go to Warner Brothers cartoons for a second. Little Sneezer had that temporary sidekick, the Bookworm. Yeah, he was pretty bad. He oh. was and he was represented in Tiny Toons. There is a, I don't know his name, but there it, is a Worm I think it's just Bookworm. Character. I think it's the same character. It, I don't oh, think really? they, they even man- they, I think they bothered to change he, his name. He has an appearance in a couple of games just to like as a dialogue box. Yeah, he's like, like tutorial man yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what was Fifi's thing? Was that the guys didn't She's like horny. her either? Well, yeah, but she... <laughs> okay. It was like, she's begging for it, Henry. No, but oh, she subverted the trope and made it less uh, disgusting, less but rapey. still kind of weird in retrospect. She's, it's, yeah. more, it's more of a Lena Hyena. Yeah. Hey, hey, look. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. 
Is that a Roger Rabbit or a uh, little, sure, why not? little Abner reference? <laughs> Both. I mean, <laughs> no one remembers that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. So if you're going to play any Tiny Toons games, I, I would say go with this one first, right? Yeah, uh, probably. So I, I just cross-referenced this game on movie games mm-hmm. against uh, names of treasure developers, and I can't find any. Mm. Really? So, okay, weird. Uh, you know, I think it's just that that kind of development culture, that sort of creativity, technical mm-hmm. prowess, like anything goes. I think that was just part of Konami's internal culture at that point. Yeah, and now they're kind of dead inside. But uh, well, they've they've basically said, oh, video games, nah." Hey, they still yeah. do good licensed games. They got at least four Glee games. Oh uh, going wow, on really? Is Wii? that what Konami's up to lately? Well, they, for the last last gen, yes. Uh, well, that's why I like. Gen. I like last. That was gen. A, that was a great E3 presentation. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, that and the Luchador and the Rock Revolution. Oh, that Luchador um, game. I was I was in the front row for that one. Wow, good times. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel I think I see you. I remember seeing that video. Um, yeah, they also Konami did. They at least made deals with like mm-hmm. the people who had the Simpsons yeah. or tra- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they are ready to deal more than say Capcom was or or any of the other people that made old licensed games that they could then sell on on Xbox Live. Though now those licenses are dead and you can't play them and you can't buy them True. legally again. Yeah, <laughs> we should have said at the beginning you will never play these games unless you steal them in some way or buy the old cards. You can buy the old cards. I and, never said that. But you will they're never... not very expensive on eBay. That's I true. Just, I was just looking some up and they're pretty reasonably priced. I, I would I all I always play my games on the official <laughs> console, oftentimes the Xbox 360 controller. And signed by Buster Bunny. <laughs> Nobody asked any questions. So the next uh, game, the only other Super Nintendo game, is, is uh, Tiny Toon Adventures Wacky Sports Challenge. And I think this game actually looks a little bit better than Buster Bust Loose. Like, the sprites in this game oh, they're are huge. giant and they're gorgeous huge. and, like, just beautiful. I mean, they're like... They're just sub-super punch-out yeah. uh, level of sprites. They're wow. massive. They're, I mean, they're, they're massive, but they don't do a lot. They right. don't really. So but yeah. the thing is, they're so detailed because all the... Like, I don't love this game as a game. But in terms of something 16-bit, it kind of exists to portray comedy. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. Mario Party game, but, like, everything is done for a gag. Pretty and, much, yeah. And, like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, if I, no one has, I don't think anybody has made a really awesome sprite sheet, but it's, like, most of them are just to be funny. Most, yeah, there's most a lot of, sprites. of it's not visual very, humor. Yeah, with all the characters, too. Yeah. And I think this game really taps into Konami's track and field legacy because yeah. all of the stages usually revolve around tapping buttons and then hitting another button yeah. after you've worn yourself down. So I, just, I suck for comparing it to Mario Party. That was that was oh no, I don't worry a about disservice. it. Track and field. Dan Amrick would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you do have the Mario Party approach in that it's a multiplayer game and you can choose yeah. characters and stuff and you're, comp- you're competing. But uh, let's just go over the the events in this game. I think I missed a few because you have to play through the different difficulties to open up the new events. So there's an ice cream co- ice cream toss, which is like just a cursor based shooting gallery. <laughs> Um, there's a chicken it's race. It's also available in the iOS app store. Jeez, Ice I cream bet. toss. Uh, there's a chicken race, which I think is cool. So, again, like most of the events in this game, you, you, you jam on a button to use a power meter to power it up, and then you launch yourself off of the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And the person who makes it the furthest without falling off the edge wins. It's Yes, it's a playable sliders. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so there's weightlifting, more mashing buttons. There's a saucer throw, more mashing buttons. There's an obstacle course, which is cool. And there's another version of this, which is a ski course. And you're essentially, it's like an overhead thing where you're just running jumping over hurdles, picking up items for mm-hmm. points, things like that. Uh, there's, like, a pilot wing-style level. It's called the Birdman Contest. Yeah. And you're, like, you're towed behind, like, a biplane collecting these orbs <laughs> that are flowing in the sky. It's so it's so, it's so, it's so uh, pilot wings. And then in the end, you do the skydiving part of pilot wings. Instead of landing on a thing, you have to drop an anvil on Montana Max's house. <laughs> so as long as you're close to the house, it'll play a cutscene where you drop, like, an anvil and destroy his house. So, oh. yeah. Uh, post-9-11, it's kind of uncomfortable. But we can move on. <laughs> 
I'm so, anytime, anytime a building falls, <laughs> it's not fair though. It's I not feel, fair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, anvils are really. Uh, it's not fair. But I'm just saying it, that's what I thought of when I saw the scene. I'm like, why must everything be tainted by these horrible just, events? Uh, Bush anvil, died. Montana Max. No lie. kid today would think of. <laughs> I got that backward. An anvil, an anvil as a comedic object of destruction, because I think back when these cartoons established this, an anvil was an everyday object. Yeah, they're just laying around the house. Yeah, you know, Gus, go pick up a pick up a phosphate. It's next to the smithy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and, I think and, I think the, the these these anvils and these cartoons were established when people were still like riding horses. Yeah, and, like, blacksmiths were around and the you corner. Don't, you don't or whatever. see it a lot anymore, but I think that's what that's what they were trying to the absurdity of this anvil, this immovable thing you see everywhere, actually falling from the sky. Yeah. Well, so anvils, like I thought, that was just one of a million things that Warner used as a thing to drop yeah. on a head, but Tiny Toons picked that as like a thing. I think they the 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 overkill of it was the one musical, all musical cartoon where it was just. Uh, it was Particle piece Man? Of, no, it was a piece of classical music set to just Andal's dropping the, uh, the chorus. Yeah, yeah, 18 whatever overture. Yeah, that's it? right. 1812 just, overture. They were just chasing Plucky to, to smash him with ever bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, so some other things in this. There's, there's Pole Vault, which is just like in track and field. It controls just like it. Mm. Um, bungee Jumping is the hideous Mode 7, which was really impressive to me as a kid. I love playing this level because um, what happens is you drop onto this garish, flat plane mm-hmm. after you bungee jump down, and you have a limited amount of time to collect different things on the ground for points. And there are things that can also hurt you. So then you zoom back up, but it's just you're just running around this giant, like, bloated bitmap of, like, weird textures and things like that. So it looks kind of gross today, but I liked it. And um, that's essentially it. I think there's one more where you launch a rocket, but I didn't unlock it in time. So I'm sorry if, if I'm ruining your day by not talking no. about that. <laughs> I mean, if we have to get through all these tiny, there's going to be so many mini yeah. games to mention. Yeah, we're, we're already running kind of late, but there's a Game Boy version of this, and it's nothing like this game. Yeah. It's more like Wii Sports in that mm-hmm. it takes a bunch of sports, makes the controls really, really simple, and um, that's basically it. And it's football, golf, basketball, soccer, and tennis. And then there's this carnival mode, which is what they call it. And it's essentially, it's essentially like Game & Watch style games. There's mm-hmm. two of them. One is like Oil Panic, which is the um, an old Game & Watch game. And another one is just a shooting gallery. So mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of mini games in it. So that's it was kind of like Wii Sports. Love it. Yeah. Oil Panic doesn't get ripped off enough. I no. agree. I feel like there's another 9-11 joke there. No. <laughs> Bush's War on Oil Panic. <laughs> Gal's for- Panic was an Oil Panic clone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. move on to the Sega Genesis portion of the show and uh, Chris has some thoughts about this game. Let's talk about Tiny Toon Adventures Buster's Hidden Treasure. You you swatted down my uh, retraction. I've had this at number three in our top because this is a journalistic uh, serious <laughs> expose. Uh, it, it, but Everything number, you say is on the record now. It was, it was more like two games, the top two games are the ones I had the most nostalgia for and just playing around with uh, Hidden Treasure, I couldn't people always, it's a, definitely a Sonic ripoff and I hate it when, because right now Recently, people were talking about Sonic because Sonic Boom came out and that Sonic's all about speed. And to me, when I was playing Sonic as a little kid, it was all about exploration. Really giant levels with multiple ways to 
finish things, and this game actually has that. That's only Sonic kind of made that effort to have like multi multiple paths to get through and right, bypass right. things in a level. And you're saying this game does have that? It do- yeah, like it does. compared to the Super Nintendo one, which is six very linear, straightforward levels, this has like seventy massive multi-tiered levels. They're huge, too. And they're not yeah. all great. Like, I think you would say they're not all great and it's not like they're all well-designed. It's they're just all like, pretty, like, of the NES game, like, here's your forest level, yeah. here's your cave level, yes. but they're fun to explore. And right? you, like we go to Wacky Land and oh, you, you go do. to space. That's right. um, and it, uh, I, I especially like that Gene Splicer is the big bad. He's the Robotnik, yeah. Every every boss fight, yeah. you fight him in a different contraption and one of your friends has, like, a... One of your friends has been brainwashed to yeah. fight against you. And I love that. I love that um, it happens to Plucky twice. Oh. <laughs> I, I he's very suggestible. Yeah, yeah. you can easily manipulate him. Um, did you play this, Henry? No, no, I did not. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm sorry, this was, I, I don't. I, again, I don't know. It probably depends on which system you enjoyed more. But this or Buster Bust Loose is the most worth. The, the two games that are still the most worth playing. And it's one of the very few Konami Genesis games. Like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Konami's Genesis output was really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, how how does this fit into that? I don't rubric? know. Like their their Castlevania game. That's the weirdest I, I'm Castlevania guessing, game. Contra is really bizarre. It may have been the response, like something handed down from the license itself. Like, if we're giving you this license, you have to make a Genesis game. Well, because it was out when they made the deal. Genesis mm-hmm. was out selling Super NES yeah. Yeah, yeah, in America. This, so, this was yeah. pre-Donkey Kong Country, so mm-hmm. we are at, like, Genesis uh, is winning at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was just when mar- maybe market forces just push them to have to make a handful of Genesis games. Because I don't yeah. really know what was behind that anyway. And just I feel like so spoiled as a, as a, as a kid that... If you own those two consoles and you like Tiny Toons, there are two completely different games available at your disposal. That that never happens anymore. I love that period of time where it's yeah. like the Genesis game is so different than the SNES game. Yeah. And there could be a PC game that's weird too. I don't know. It's almost so that I was I had a stream of uh, uh, only Ghostbusters games and the idea that like the Wii has an exclusive Ghostbusters game. Yeah, that happened people, a lot with the Wii actually. When people were developing things exclusively for that platform, I'm like, I wonder if I could. Who cares? Who knows? I'm, two, not, I'm not going to. Well, play. And then by 2009, they're like. Oh, None of these sell. Why are, why are we doing <laughs> yeah, this? Bail out. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not as inventive as Buster Bust Loose, but it's still a very solid platformer, better than it had any right to be, and it's like one of four Konami games. If your goal is to be a Sonic the, ripoff, yeah. it's a great Sonic oh, ripoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, and, and also, and the weird thing, you collect stars. These stars make the exact same noise as a coin uh, in Super Mario right. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I, I figured if, if anything would have caused a lawsuit, I figured it was that. It's the exact same sound. <laughs> but it is, it is very similar. So there's one more uh, Genesis game, and it's called Acme All-Stars. It's not nearly as good as the Wacky Sports Challenge or whatever it was it's called. It's like a soccer and... It's like one of the basketball games like NBA Jam. Yeah. They could have just bear down on that and made an NBA Jam clone. If you really want to get into it, which you should not, <laughs> uh, they all have hyper-specific combos per character. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and they, and they all have deep into it. custom animation frames for those combos. And again, you really need to be a hardcore Tiny Toons fan to <laughs> bother so, to do that. Because it's a sports game and kind of boring. Yeah, it is a little boring. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just a little too straightforward with how it presents yeah. the sports. I mean, there's there's basketball, there's soccer, uh, there's bowling, there's an obstacle course, and there's something called Monty bashing. But on, in the menu, it's called Montana hitting, which feels <laughs> like somebody should have brought, worked on that that phrase a bit. So Montana hitting is like whack-a-mole, which feels Localization like a mini game. team took a nap that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's okay. I could be biased because I like the NES version so much, but it just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just another another Tiny Toons game for the 
Genesis. And then, you guys, there's a huge gulf of time um, between this game and the next one. We'll talk about the Game Boy Advance ones in a second, but um, let's talk about them now, actually. So <laughs> this is when... It was just a second. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't lie. Um, so we have... Uh, so literal. Con- Conspiracy Entertainment, which we talked about earlier, was like buying up licenses. I think Jeremy said they have the ET license at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they bought, but Tiny Toons was part of it, and their first game was called Tiny Toon Adventures Wacky Stackers, which is basically Poyo Poyo with dodo eggs. It is the worst use of the license out of any of these games and has the most inappropriate music. And what you're going to find with these conspiracy entertainment games, they don't even use the theme song. You know that yeah. like intro to the theme song is like da na 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 na. Well, it gets to that, but then a new song starts. It's yep. like, did they have to license mm-hmm. the song separately? Did they not want to pay for the music? I, I'm not sure that, what the deal is. Yeah, with that. I, I bet that's it because I remember there was an. In, I I had researched this. There's an Inspector Gadget game for the Game Boy Advance, a but it, it was a kart racer. Yeah. With, but it doesn't have the song. It's like yeah. now we we paid for five. Inspector Gadget characters to appear in this game and their cars, we will not pay for that theme song. Yeah, no. I bet it was like a budget deal like that. Yeah, they, like, they'd have to yeah. pay ASCAP I, or something. I think it was like back in those, it, when we were talking about the NES days, that like getting the theme song was an un, like an expected acquisition when you acquire a license. Right. Or they just used it and like whoever would make money off the song like didn't care I, about games. I like, had the Ghostbusters marathon stream, played Ghostbusters 2, the last level... I remember playing it with my NES Advantage as I does controlled have, a does, stash. It have, does it have the rap? Uh, no, it, but it has the Jackie Wilson song. Your love is taking me higher. It's chip tunified for yeah. the NES, and I know no money oh, exchange yeah, hands. No, no contracts were signed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it's this game is garbage, and. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like what they did with these, but the next one is a little better, and I played this on a stream not too long ago. It's on our YouTube channel. It'll probably be a while ago by the time this goes live, but um, check that out if you want to. It's called Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster's Bad Dream. 2002 Europe. This is crazy. 2005 in yeah. America. There yeah. was a Tiny Toons game released in 2005 in the United goddamn States of That's America. And this one was by Treasure. Yeah, unlike, for sure. Unlike Buster Bust Loose. It's essentially the prototype for Astro Boy the Omega Factor, and it's not that great. I prefer Astro Boy. Um, yes. Have well, you played this yeah. game? Anyone besides me can yes. talk about it. Me, it's, me, yes. um, it's very much like treasure in there. Let's take an idea and just play around with it and call it a day. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Conspiracy Entertainment, not coincidentally, also published yeah. Treasure's Stretch. other big, yeah, experimental game, Stretch Panic, which was like thirty minutes of game mm-hmm. stretched. Uh, yeah. I played. I hundred percent of that game. I'm <laughs> deeply embarrassed. Well, wow. Treasure has bills to pay. They can't. Yeah. They, yeah. It takes them a long time to make a game. It's, yeah. I mean, when was the last game they made? Like uh, ten years ago, uh, was it yeah, Star, what's Star the Successor, Star Sin and Punishment, something Sin or other. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so this game, basically, if you played Astro Boy: The Mega Factor, it's pretty fun. You should uh, don't. I don't know. You can play this game if you want. It's the same kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like you're. It's a brawler with a focus on combos. But it's super technical. Super technical. It's all about because it's treasure. It's because it's treasure, and there's no health power ups. There's no power ups yeah. at all. You have a side character that you use for special attacks. I and, do love um, that. There, because that is cool. Yeah, almost none of the character like not. Only like three characters per game are actually playable in any um, uh, satisfying way. But this is you can select like a you know a Brady Bunch grid of like tertiary <laughs> yeah. tiny, two, including Little Sneezer. There is no interactivity <laughs> with Little Sneezer, but you can su- summon him in to sneeze on people. Exactly, that's his one. Uh, joke. Uh, excuse me, not people. Snakes, jaguars, and robots. Pretty and much. I've just told you the extent of the enemies <laughs> in this game. There's also football players and football players in the haunted level. Yeah, I have no idea why. Like, yeah, like Jeremy was saying, they, they have one idea and they're just like they called it a day because yeah. there's no level design. You're just in these enemy encounters where it's like yeah. now there's five bats, now there's eight bats, yeah. now there's three bats and two. 
football players. It's like it, it eventually kind of wears on you. And the game is very, very hard because there, there are no health pickups. It's all about playing the game perfectly, <laughs> learning like how to knock enemies into other enemies and things like that. And But the thing is, it looks gorgeous. Probably the best sprites since Buster's, um, Buster Bust Loose. Mm-hmm. And like the, 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 the sprites are great, but there's not enough of them. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it it Treasure does this occasionally, mm-hmm. and that concept works really well when it's something like Alien Soldier, where it's just constant variety. Like mm-hmm. every single encounter you have is totally different, and you're like, how did they fit all this in there? There's so much design involved in just the enemy encounters. Whereas something like you know Buster's Nightmare, or Buster's Bad Dream, whatever it's called, is n- it lacks all that variety, and it just becomes this grueling slog through repetition. Yeah, it's it's hard to play for more than like twenty minutes, and you can see me kind of call it quits on the stream. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's kind of hard for the Game Boy Advance to process most of this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Does I've, it have the kind of dark twist that uh, the Astro Boy game had too? Or? Oh, I forget what was that. Well, Astro Boy, you just get to the end, and like, no, everybody dies, and then you have to start back over again. And oh wow, I never that, played that part. Ghost and Goblins. Yeah, mm. like, but with like, I guess. Also, Tezuka, his stories would get shockingly, well, even his happy ones, like, would get shockingly dark just at the turn of a turn of a dime. That's the idiom I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So let's move on to um, the PC games. I, I call these the point and clickers because, uh, well, there's only one of them. A few of them are other kinds of adventure games. But this is called... Is it uh, PC as in personal computer or as in point and click? As in politically correct. Wow. Would <laughs> no. So Babs is the hero in it all. Exactly. It's, finally. I always call this... It, it, it's very point and clicky, but it still is the advent of CDs in gaming created a lot of comp no one knew what to do yeah yeah uh, but but hey we can finally have voice samples and we can have animation similar to the show mm-hmm. what exact what kind of game do we make of this nobody knew yeah no when you have the character just show up and say like can you believe I'm here talking I'm a character and that was a, and they just yeah, yeah now I find it kind of shocking because like I've seen every episode of the show but there there are there's probably three movies worth of dialogue Tiny Toons dialogue you've never heard if you haven't played these games we should say that this game has two names on the PC it's known as Buster and the Beanstalk on the PlayStation known as the Great Beanstalk the Great and Beanstalk. it's of course Tiny Toon Adventures fault mm-hmm. precedes that but it is a point and click adventure made by a company called Terraglyph Studios who was not around but they had they had ties to an Irish animation studio which is why the animation in this game looks as good as and often better than it does on the show itself um this and wasn't the, the developer that did uh, the Discworld games, was it? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't I see that listed under their names. But they specialized okay. in fairy tale based content, which is why this is a fairy tale based game. And uh, I watched a little bit of it on um, on YouTube, but like a little bit just to, for experience. And um, it is not super inspired for a point-click adventure, but the writing feels like it is very authentic to the show. There very are much. There are jokes about like, uh, like unions and things like that, mm-hmm. like very adult-style humor. But I went to the credits, and there was no writing credit on the game. There was no like really? actual writing credit at all. So maybe someone was mm. doing it like outside of the Writer's Guild or something. Yeah, perhaps it was all guild people who they had to go uncredited or yeah. else the guild would get them. But all the voices are there except for the guy who played Hampton who died, uh, Don Messick, who also played Scooby-Doo. Uh, oh, he was dead by this point, yeah. I didn't know he played Hampton. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's Buster and the Beanstalk. And um, they, well, Did they get Charlie Adler or the other uh, They got Buster. John Cassier. Uh, this is a super obscure trivia for you guys. <laughs> oh, uh, the guy, the guy who originally played Buster, I found Charlie out he Adler. was not being cast in. Um, I think it was it was. Uh, oh, Charlie Adler. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he found out he was not being cast in the next show, Animaniac, so he just quit. He just is <laughs> like, you guys quit didn't the profession. I uh, know he quit Tiny Toons. He's like, you guys didn't find a place for me. Everyone else is getting rehired. I mean, the woman who does the voice of Babs literally does it again in Animaniac. Oh, pretty much. Oh, oh, Tress McNeil is it. like she's she is the Mel Blanc. Is that Tress McNeil? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
She's just the queen. Like, so we have the best. We have the second inferior buster, but it's okay. still like everyone else, like Joe Alaska is plucky mm-hmm. and uh, Trust McGill is Babs. And, the um, show, uh, Cow and Chicken kind of ruined me on Charlie Adler. Oh, Cal- God. A little bit. Cow and Chicken is Charlie Adler. As Three everybody. characters are the main characters of the show, all Charlie Adler shouting at each other. I'm like, I cannot take <laughs> any more of this. Yeah, that was, that was peak Adler yeah. in, in, in America. <laughs> So there's a few more, and I won't go into too much detail. I call this the Rabble, which are which are the really bad games. So uh, yeah. we have Tiny Toon Adventures Toon and Stein, 1999 PSX. That one's bad. It is a kids' adventure game. It's another Terraglyph Studios <laughs> game. Uh, some of the animations in 3D, which is not as good, but um, you control you control furball. The, the characters are, are animated traditionally, but the backgrounds are all 3D, like, like really awful, like liquid television 3D. Oh, kind for of sure. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's 100 for young kids. I, I looked it up. I looked up IGN's review, and, and I saw that Mark Nix wrote this review. I didn't know Mark Nix was reviewing kids' games. Marky Nix. Yeah, he's he's. I guess he works on their database now. This is this is old. Uh, this is inside <laughs> oh. baseball, but yeah, it just like if there are reviews of it online, it's a kids' adventure game. I I can't really judge it. It just is hideous and is bad. Um, what's more hideous though? Is Tiny Toon Adventures, Plucky's Big Adventure, 2001 PlayStation. It Pretty is a awful. another really bad adventure game. Uh, no good animation. No spoken dialogue yeah. at all. And, and the first time they've ever been rendered in polygons. Yeah. And I only think, time. I think this was it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, actually, you are right. This was it uh, for at least in terms of released games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's like bottom of the barrel, late PlayStation release just for kids. Like, oh, it's disgusting. It's gross. I tried I tried for an hour to play it. Oh, really? Was yeah. it streamed at all? No, no. Okay. I, was, I was doing it for the video. Like, I really want... I did try because I wanted to include one of the point-and-click games in it. Click games? Jesus. Uh, I to put, put one of those in there, uh, and I had to try and find which one actually held up the best. None of them do, but that was absolutely the worst. Yeah, it looks bad. It's very obtuse, and it doesn't really explain anything that you're doing. It just... Sort of that, I think there was a period, again, with CD games where people would develop, like, we got this license, we're just going to give kids the reins of this character and let them go nuts. They don't tell you what to do, yeah. they don't tell you what the buttons are, they don't tell you which direction to go, or even, like, like how to, like, you just end up wandering through scenery. It's like an adventure game, but with, like, action controls. You wander it's through weird. scenery, but Elmira is loose in the school and will just kill you. <laughs> and, really? So yeah. there's, like, one enemy. It's like so she's, like, nemesis. There's, there's, more, <laughs> yeah, there's more that. More like, yeah, Tunes. A, a randomly, a witch from Walking Dead. <laughs> tunes. Sorry, yes, but uh, this is it's it is probably uh, IGN did call it the worst Tiny Tunes game ever made, which is a statement that normally nobody would care about. I think it might be <laughs> the worst, but these these next two are really bad, and then we'll talk about the two canceled games. Um, so we have Buster Saves the Day, another conspiracy entertainment game, two thousand one Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. It is a just a single screen arcade game. You hit enemies with pies and kill them with a hammer, it's kind of like Bubble Bobble or Snow yes. Brothers, like where you incapacitate an enemy and then kill them. Probably charged like thirty bucks for that crap. I'm sure they did, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's so bad, I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Ugly, <laughs> ugly sprites, terrible music. It's just shovelware. This would be on an iPhone today or like the Android store, like. <laughs> But back then it was $30 on a cartridge, so I'm sorry if you're a child and were haunted by this game. Another one was uh, Tiny Toon Adventures Dizzy's Candy Quest, which feels like it was a different game or just a game they had made and they just needed a license because this is about Disney – sorry, Dizzy. Mm -hmm. Dizzy's friend Stubby – who is a robot that needs candy to live. Yeah. <laughs> never in the show at all. Never in the show at all. Um, and the levels are just these overhead puzzle levels. It's like where a, a sweeter version of Bender. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like Bender, actually. Um, so basically it's this overhead puzzle game where you you go across these like 
platforms to get, get candy. Once mm-hmm. you bring a piece back, he show, he spawns another one in the level. It's timing based. It's not bad, but it just like it feels like Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle actually. Yes, where I was it's not like, a fan. Yeah, you can shoehorn any licensed character into it. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. crazy I played Castle so game. much Crazy Castle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was all I had for a weekend or two. Birthday blowout. It's all about birthday blowout. That was a was that his fiftieth birthday? I think so. Okay, yeah. wow. So we're, we're like his eightieth birthday now, aren't we? He'll be seventy five. I love coming soon. on the show. I get to make statements like that that no one's heard in like twenty years. <laughs> <sighs> Gots to get that birthday blowout, dog. So <laughs> you got the '90s slang down. I do. Yo, it's wicked fresh. This is such. This is the most '90s episode. It Literally is super TV '90s. Yeah, I apologize, but that was what that was the period I was most awake. <laughs> yeah, not so, like a cowed adult. <laughs> <laughs> on to uh, the cancelled games and there's very little about this on the internet I found some crap YouTube videos but there was a Tiny Toon Adventures game planned for the Jaguars yeah. launch mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know how it would play there are a few YouTube videos where it's it was like, like Alien vs. Predator you can play <laughs> either as Plucky or Hampton or Elmira like, Elmira would like scurry through the vents like and could instantly kill face hugger yeah but there was only story. one of her versus all the other Tiny Toons wow. it was actually a Tempest 2000 clone that would have been awesome I would play that game <laughs> my god unfortunately it was a lousy platformer with pretty good animation but yeah, it looked like okay. really not fun to play. I think I found this. I'll, I'll let you know. Like, okay, like you found a leaked version of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was. I really did try and find everything. Okay. Cool. Um, I couldn't find some of the. There's a PS2 game out there, I believe. That's what we're talking about now. That's Tiny oh. Toon Adventures Defenders <laughs> of the Universe. That's another treasure game. And guess mm-hmm. what? It's a, it's a 3D game made by Treasure, so look out. It's oh, bad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sin and Punishment was good. That's uh, all. That took the Mario game wasn't so great. No, no. But Sin and Punishment is on like a a flat plane, though, right? It's using polygonal polygonal graphics, but isn't it just like a shooter? It's a it's like a Cabal GI Joe style. I haven't played it. Like run into the screen and shoot game. Mm -hmm. So this was possibly canceled because just the idea of a Tiny Toon Adventures game on a PlayStation Two was too preposterous for anyone to deal (laughs) with. Like, are you kidding me? Like Sony I, was just confused and shut it down. Yeah, it's just like when I was working at a GameStop in the early 2000s, these games were like coming in. I'm like, are you, what? Maybe, but didn't they have a Razor Scooter game? Like, what was off limits uh, when it came to games on the PS2? That's true. I mean, there was a game about Burger King. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but and, just, to- and, you know, Toyota Yaris. Toyota. Oh, Toyota yeah. Yaris. That was 360, wasn't it? Yeah, downloadable. Yeah, It was beautiful. Yeah. Nothing sacred. I still I haven't deleted it yet. Nothing is too stupid. <laughs> well, Don't delete the, it. I got the Doritos one because that had the easiest, easiest 200-point achievements. Yeah, Getting them Chivos. Back when I cared about that. Well, I will tell you guys, there was an Animaniacs game in 2004, so try figuring yeah. that out. Like, yeah. seriously, Conspiracy please. Entertainment, man, they, they were just... You told me that, and I'm like... Just please don't tell me that, Bob. <laughs> now it's in your brain and it can't get out. So there's a full playthrough of this game on YouTube, and it, it looks really rough. Um, it is like Stretch Panic era treasure, so mm-hmm. I don't think they were ready for P- the PS2 era or maybe even like 3D graphics on the PS1. Jeremy, mm-hmm. did you have something? Oh, I was just going to point out some of the other amazing licenses. That, oh, sure. Uh, go for it. Conspiracy. Conspiracy picked up. An American Tale, Fievel's Gold Rush. What? Animaniacs, The Flintstones, Gadget Racers, The oh, Land God. Before Time. 
Road oh, Trip. Man. I don't know if that's based on a show. Oh, I, ho- I just hope. I thought you meant the Land Before National Time. National Road Trip. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Dragon's Lair. Yeah. The, I don't know what the Jeff Corwin experience is, but it's it's definitely <laughs> he's, one he's I'd like to have. He's the wildlife guy. Who is Jeff Corwin? He was, he's Jeff, not the guy who died, right? No. Okay. Steve, he's like a Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah. yeah. They, they were the, the great company that brought us Billy the Wizard and Ooh. Ninja Bread Man. Wow. Hey, that's one of the lowest scoring games for the Wii, right? <sighs> yep. Um, well, that was Barry Hatter. There's a game based on... Right. Wasn't Billy the Wizard Barry Hatter? Yeah, it was. Oh, and then they, they were like, oh, i got to change that one. Um, there's a game called Johnny Rocket Fingers. I don't know if that's based on something, but I hope it is. Uh, Tremors, The Amazing Virtual Sea Monkeys. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Garfield had to do it. Garfield Lasagna World Tour. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, this is too nuts. Oh, all of these have written. And I guess, I guess that's it on, on in terms of their... Uh, so conspiracy entertainment, not not. They were going to bring Final Fantasy Star Trilogy to PlayStation Two, but that was canceled because why would they want to bring us good things? Did they yeah. ha- uh, what? Oh, that's insane. Did they handle uh, Tom and Jerry War the Whiskers? I don't believe so. so. I just I found that through another the same developer of the Plucky Adventures. It just says most of their games are rated E for everyone, with the exception of Tom and Jerry War of the Whiskers, which is rated T due to excessive cartoony violence. Jeez, wow. There must and be like knife penetration or something in that game. Then. And I know what I'm streaming next, Bob. You're not allowed to steal it. Oh, man. God, I'm stealing all your ideas, Chris. <laughs> Don't but do it. Let's talk about this game real quick. It is the last Tiny Toon game. It's one of the last Tiny Toons games that was ever, ever developed. I'm sorry, I'm mush mouth. It is the last Tiny Toon game to ever be developed that never was released. And... Um, this game is actually based on a previous treasure game called Rakugaki Showtime, uh-huh. a PlayStation game that's kind of like Power Stone where you're throwing items at each other in order to hurt each other. And that's how you, that's what you do in this game. You throw items at enemies to hurt them through these really ugly levels. And I couldn't tell if all the voice cast was the same as the show because the voices are sampled at such a low bit rate yeah. that it just sounds like... <laughs> Like that when they're this talking. Is it a PS2 game? It was a PS2 game, yeah. 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 There's no excuse for that. Exactly. It's weird. But I think I saw this too, and it seemed like they were so repetitive, it seemed like they may have been samples taken from previous games. It could be. There, uh, There's actually, the voice clips sound just like so irritating because Babs' special attack is she picks up a megaphone and screams into mm-hmm. it. So when you're watching a, a video of this, Babs screams like every eight seconds, and it's like <laughs> Tress McNeil's like high-pitched, like insane <laughs> scream. Like... It's it's not fun to watch, and I'm maybe sure it's not fun just, to play. Maybe those were temp sound effects that they would re- plan so to replace like that. with that later it, yeah. when they would get the cast. You never know. Well, yeah, they, that would also imagine that they'd have the budget for the cast to get them back, which I bet they wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Would, oh, yeah, which the, well, the game would. That's one of the things games do need a budget, <laughs> and I imagine this one had a hard time getting that. <laughs> For sure. I don't even know how big Treasure was at that point or how many employees they had, but just the fact that they were able to make this game yeah. is impressive, but it never came out. I, I really want to imagine a world where, like, Treasure just personally has a hard-on for Tiny Toons games. <laughs> like, they're not assigned to them. They just keep like, going. We made this. Guys, we had a meeting with Treasure at 10 o'clock. They're going to pitch us another Tiny Toons game. I know. I know <laughs> they're going to do it. Don't mention Plucky Duck. Okay. They just want to meet Steven Spielberg. They're like, if we keep making these games, eventually Spielberg will meet us. Yes. He's a gamer, right? That's what people keep telling me. And we can... Uh, our it's It's got to be really easy to meet. You can you can get a, a general meeting with Steven Spielberg, like, mm-hmm. just show up in L.A. He loves putting his name on stuff. <laughs> well, I'll produce this Halo show. I think you should make it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Later. I'm producing a show about dancing, dinosaurs, and the end of the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's very prolific. That guy has had more canceled shows than J.J. Abrams at this point. (laughs) 
Oh, Spielberg? Yeah. What What are the other ones? Dude, just think of it. Like, he has, like, two shows that come on television every oh, season. I don't watch a lot of TV. Away, so. What's the name of that Broadway show he produced? Fame or what? No. Shame? No. The... It, it's a one word. <sighs> yeah. I don't know what Crap. it is, but it's not important to the Retronauts audience. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Wait, are you, I, I thought that one was getting a second season. I got a second season, but now it's been canceled. Okay. Like, uh, Terra Nova? <laughs> I'm pulling out my phone. We'll find out. Okay, so we're we're out of Tiny Toons games. Thanks for joining me on this wild what? ride that ended in a horrible <laughs> like crash, I guess. A, a big a big pile up, but not um, a happy ending. Not a happy ending. But those Konami games, that sweet spot of like ninety one to ninety four was just mm-hmm. like a lot of really great Tiny Toons games. A really great use of the license in Konami, kind of at the top of their game in terms of like two D side scrollers. It, like it may that. not sound like much, but it's like. Hey, Tiny Toons has more good games than Aladdin. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. coincides with Bob's pre-adolescence. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I can't get this damn song out of my head after playing all these games. Like, I'm just humming, you know, Tiny Toons. Maybe this will give me a reason to re-explore Tiny Toons because I had always, once I saw Animaniacs, I was like, this is the better version of the thing I want. Like, it's 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 Tiny Toons plus 20% of, like, let's get rid of Let's get rid of any connection to the old Warner cartoons. Let's stop having special episodes or or in like linear stories mm-hmm. through an entire twenty minutes. Like let's just have short, goofy, dumb things with no continuity. They did let's... have a lot of eighties cartoon baggage, like the moral episodes and yeah. then yeah. Animaniacs had the yeah, wheel of morality. Made, yeah, they made fun of that with the wheel of morality. Yeah, but I mean Tiny Toons had the morality episodes, right. but, but Animaniacs, Animaniacs was yeah, like, no was one learns. Introducing kinetic characters into scenarios mm-hmm. through which to create mayhem. Yeah. Beautiful. Ah, my favorite medium again. So, Tiny Toons. Cartoon. <laughs> Who, uh, I will recommend uh, Buster Bust Loose and the Game Boy game as mm-hmm. my two favorite. Uh, maybe check out the SNES uh, Wacky Sports Challenge if you can. Um, I don't know if anyone has any other recommendations. Hidden Treasure, I think, deserves another another moment to shine. Treasure? Uh, uh, Hidden Treasure. Oh, Hidden Treasure, those. right, right. No, yeah. Treasure does. Yeah, they, they deserve another moment. To, <laughs> yeah, they've to had shine. too many chances already. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they really blew it with that whole... Uh, Defenders of the Universe, which should be Defenders of the Lunarverse. They really missed that. I feel like I'm an authority to bash on Treasure having because am I the only one who played all of Stretch Panic? You might be. I bought it. You're the only. You're the only person. Poland boobies, twenty four seven. I bought that game for fifty two ninety nine. I bought it brand new because it was like it was like the predecessor to Sinran Kagura. (laughs) Yeah. They were too early, man. They could, that's, exactly. that's paying all of Marvelous's bills now. Man, <laughs> the boob rub, the boob rubbing craze continues on, but it didn't start until recently. Oh man, I have a physical copy of that game. Hmm. Stream time, stretch panic, or yeah. uh, I'd like to see someone actually play more than a minute of it, I like I did. I don't know why I played so much of it. Oh yeah, because that would be like because what else was there on PS2 at the time? And there was it also was a time where my financial uh, situation was like, yeah, well. That's half my week's wages. <laughs> there's, there's no way I can afford it. So of course game. you bought Stretch Panic. It was I Treasure good, good at that point good had decisions. not made that many bad mistakes at that point. That's it why was, I bought it too. I, I was like Treasure cannot past. steer me wrong, but exactly. then they did, and I lost faith in them. Yeah, but me. even even people who were like super into Treasure, mm-hmm. you know, in the press, like your game fans and whatever, mm-hmm. they were all actually I think that was Game Go. <laughs> they were all like, yeah, this game is not so good. I, I think it was I had not started reading about games on the internet. And by the time the magazines got to my door, I'd already made the purchase. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's why print is dead. <laughs> <laughs> they they did not save you from stretch panic. So no. we should wrap up. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I love talking about all these games. I did a super crazy amount of research, and uh, almost all of these games I played through. Really I don't good. know, maybe half of them I played through on our YouTube channel. You can check that out. Uh, just Google Retronauts YouTube, and you'll find it. I think it's YouTube.com/slash Retronauts One. The number one. <laughs> because somebody else has Retronauts? I don't Shark. know how that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. Thought, 
Somebody took laser time. I thought I registered the Retronauts YouTube channel a long time ago. Uh, our YouTube channel where everything is uploaded to is youtube.com slash retronauts number one. <laughs> so I don't know. but Okay, we, well, yeah. then there's probably our YouTube channel just sitting disused. Maybe. Who has that password? I will. I, I, hold on. I'm going to merge them right now. <laughs> Google? Chris is using Hello, Google. Oh. Ask Siri to do it, please. She's always so polite. So let's wrap things up. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitch, and YouTube, and everything else as Retronauts. So look look that up. Subscribe to all the things. You'll learn about what we're doing, what we're streaming, when new episodes are coming out, and things like that. Um, and we're also part of US Gamers, so please keep reading it. Uh, click all the ads. Uh, just hit refresh all day, <laughs> and you will keep us employed, at least me and Jeremy. And uh, please keep the reviews coming in the iTunes Music Store. They've, helping, they've been helping the show a lot, and uh, it only takes a few minutes to write one and let people know that you like the show. And one last thing, we are supported by Patreon, which means we're supported by you guys. And we totally appreciate that you are giving us money to do this. And we always want more because we're greedy. No, I'm just kidding. We just appreciate it. And we would like to do more things with this show. So if you can afford it, please at least consider giving at least a dollar a month if you can swing it. We'd really appreciate it. And as we get more money, we can do more things like visit you in different parts of the world. So that's patreon.com. We're actually going to come to you personally. Whoa. So watch out. Yeah, it's like those MTV specials where Van Halen would like come to your house and destroy everything. <laughs> so that one where Metallica was in the back of a truck and like they'd play in your local anybody else remember that? I remember I, I remember mini golfing so. with Hooting the Blowfish. And not a whole lot else. And you would have to hold his hand. I only want to golf with you. <laughs> so that is patreon.com slash retronauts. Please, if you can, a dollar a month. And if you can't, just let people know we're out there. We'd like to have new listeners. So contact info. I am Bob Servo on Twitter. I want a shirt, man. You want a shirt? We got them on fangamer.net. Sweet. Yeah, I'm please go there, go there too. Uh, I'm Bob Servo on Twitter. I also write for you, US Gamer, like I said, and something awful. So please visit those sites and keep me employed. And let's talk about, Henry, what are you up to? Oh, well, I write for gamesradar.com, that website. A lot of, a lot of fun light lists on there that are always cool to click through, and I appreciate it if you would. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. That is my Twitter name. Senseless. Um, <laughs> I'm Cantiste on Twitter. Um, I hope I'm not mean to you if you send me a message. I've been really snippy as of late. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about my time as a community manager has given me no patience for Every, complaints. Everyone's a jerk ass on Twitter now. Kind it's of. Really I, I, I have to keep apologizing for it. I just, I'm just, I spent a long time having to just stomach being mistreated on the internet. Anyway, uh, Cantiste on Twitter, Laser Time, Henry occasionally jumps on, Bob occasionally jumps on, Jeremy refuses. Um, <laughs> laser Time, but we also have a show, guys. comic book show called Cape Crisis, hosted by an unnamed person. I host that. Oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, hi, Henry. Uh, we have a weekly show, Video Game Apocalypse, hosted by Michael Raparez, a, a semi-regular uh, vi- a video game music show, hosted by Brett Elston, and a semi-regular uh, wrestling show, Cheap Podcast, hosted by Dave Rudden, who I believe has been heard in the show, the wrestling episode. Yeah, Dave was on this show. He's nowhere near as anti-Semitic on our show, I assure <laughs> you. We, that was a controversial couple of episodes. It really was. But we well, especially it. tough when Michael Donahoe was on it. Yeah. <laughs> that was, there was some tension in the room. Wow. <laughs> so, Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> I'm on Twitter as GameSpite. Yeah. Um, and you have sites called GameSpite. That is also true. It's .net, however, <gasps> unlike... Henry over there with his fancy high rolling dot com. Even even the website that I work for is my day job is a dot net. Is it? Usgamer.net. What the hell is that dot com? Don't um, nobody else I have know. no idea. It's probably waters. like porn or something. I don't know. That was Eurogamer's thing. They're like all of our sites are dot nets. So there you go. Huh. Um, cool. 
<laughs> so anyway, yeah, I do that and some other stuff like Game Boy World. So yeah, yeah I suggest great. buying his books as a great Christmas gift for people. Oh, it's guy. too late. This oh, is going out after Christmas, but yeah, right. you can always stock ahead for Christmas 2015 or perhaps your friend's bar mitzvah. Whatever, it's yeah. all good. I've never read. Uh, I I loved you. Uh, let me just tell, say real quick, your your Super Mario one. I was like, nobody ever talks about like six. Seven or six, right, three like the, or whatever. The levels like, after one, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody skips every stage between one and four. Yeah, uh, just, I gotta you, use that black and white. It's great. So, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Take it easy.